if anyone needs to get up, I know who's going to be. Who? It'll be you. Are we recording? I think, yes. Red levels are all right. We've been recording for 24 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> Levels are looking good, Can brother. we start it again? <laughs> all right. <laughs> like I said, easy edit this time. Starting again. <laughs> Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. Andrew, it's been a fucking while. It's been a while. It's been a little bit since we've recorded. It's been a little. I'm doing well. Uh, The world is on fire. The world is subjected to hail. What's the end of the world? Coronavirus has taken hostage of not only Tom Hanks... Not only Daniel Radcliffe, allegedly, but, but also, also Minister for Home Affairs, Peter Dutton. <laughs> and your boys in beef. Uh, Here we are in quarantine, yep. circling high above the planet Earth, and mm. definitely not circling high above New Zealand. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I had an international holiday cancelled due to this fucking thing. So. Brutal. So morale is low. My we year fucking sucks. <laughs> and we thought, why not? Uh, why not? Why not up the spirits in in the in beef station with a little with a little party or two? Mm. Why not crack out a podcast? Yeah, feeling low. Time to talk into a microphone <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Let's do it. A potty every two weeks keeps the doctor away. Mm. Here we go. Um. So uh, I'll tell you what keeps the doctor away. When we recorded our best of 2019 episode, coronavirus, about three and a half weeks ago. Mm. <laughs> um. We said that we were going to follow it up with a best of the decade list, which I am just looking at with fresh eyes now, having completely forgotten what my fucking list was. I am about to do the same (laughs) once I get that list up on my little phone. (laughs) And so we thought we'd kick off this episode. You were explicitly like, hey, do you want to do this this week? And I was like, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it just immediately fell right the fuck out of my head. Fuck, yeah. Um, And so that's what we're going to start this episode. Uh, Later on, we're going to talk about a very, very, very highly anticipated movie in the history of Beef Station. One that we've been talking about for quite a while. Well, it, this you, is it's, a special episode, I It's think. the James Bond to our world media. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are talking about the Sonic movie. Oh, The yeah. Sonic movie. Sonic it happened, baby. Hedgehog. It happened. Wear their boots on the ground <laughs> to watch it, it and bring it to you. No, you can see it with me. <laughs> Um, so we, we are starting this, but this is a beef station up late episode, isn't it? It's, it's almost it's almost nine o'clock at night. Bit, yeah, on a little Saturday night, your beef boys are going to see how far they can make it. See if we can break in the new year with this episode of the pod. Fuck how yeah. am I doing a stolen brother? You found that list yet or what? Oh, I have not. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm getting there. Did you do it on your laptop? I'm you're fucked there. if you did. No, no, no. It's on my um. It's on the Facebook thread. So actually. Keen, keen-eyed listeners probably already have seen this. What, list, you're just using that list from yeah, months ago? It's not going to be different. It should be. No. You've it's had, best had... of the decade, mate. There's <laughs> only one fucking option. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew really phoning in the best of the decade list. Jeez. Just because I did my homework ahead of time and you had to take fucking two hours before we recorded last time. Yeah, by the way, in that episode where we talked about that, um, right at the very beginning of the episode, we we're like, "Oh, we might do the best of the episode." Tee-hee. That was pretty funny. And you said, "Oh man, how funny would it be if we didn't get time to do it?" Here we are, three yeah, weeks later, doing it. <laughs> would it be if we did not get time 
to do it. All Imagine. Right, I, I, I have acquired you got it. it? Yes. Jesus Christ. Let's describe like three months in our Facebook page. And What's funny is exactly I'm pretty sure thing. I put that in a Google Keep note because I remember looking at it and thinking, I should <laughs> put that in a Google Keep note. I reckon More I More like Google Forget note? <laughs> nice. Thanks. All right, here we go. I so, absolutely um, did. I could have found it in about eight seconds. You're a moron. All <laughs> right, so, um, I feel like a caveat to this list is that it's most... Yours. It's mine. Yep. Most of the movies in each year, I watched in the year they came out, right? <laughs> like, I'm not... What I mean is, like, <clears throat> I am now a lot more familiar with a lot of the artier, fancier kind of films. Yeah, your tastes have come a long way. <laughs> All I mean is, for example, if a movie, like, I really like... I didn't really like... I thought it was interesting that when we watched The Lighthouse just the other week. Mm. I didn't rate it really highly. I thought it was interesting. That I'm glad I watched it. But that's the kind of movie I would never have this watched. This sizzling content that not even I've been privy to, mate. I liked it. I liked it. But, like... It looks like the sort of thing that's setting me up to go in and be like, that was the best movie ever. It was fine. Mandy. Right. I would never watch a movie like Mandy yeah, eight nah, years ago. Yeah, what I'm trying to point. say is, I am going off this list of my experience of these movies when they came out. I'm sure that there are plenty of brilliant movies that I would like that I never saw that came out in 2010. Yeah. But they're so old now that unless someone's brought them back up and recommended them to me or they popped them on Netflix, I probably haven't seen them. So yeah. this is this is a list. I, I went through all the way I made my best of the decade list. Is I went through like as many different ma- magazine lists as I could find, as many different lists of like here are the movies that came out in these years. And in addition to my own personal brainstorming of m- my, some of my favorite movies recently, I used those lists to sort of collate my list. Right. I got it here. Um, there's so many movies that I love that I missed. So I sort of kept a bit of a tally of the movies in each year that were on all these lists that I was looking through. Honorable mentions. Oh, honorable mentions. Sure. Yeah, there's fucking heaps of them. So we'll see how we go. Right. Um, well, I made a list of movies that I enjoyed in the last decade. Right. And I picked one from each year. I didn't pick one from each year. Oh, really? No. Oh, you fucking idiot. That's the point of the list. <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not one from each it's year. It's by year. Right, I didn't pick any movies from 2015. Oh, God. I didn't pick any movies from 2019. That wasn't the point of the thread that kicked off this discussion. <laughs> no, the thread didn't say pick one movie from the last decade. From one movie in each year from the last decade. It's your favorite movies of the decade. Here is my decade end list. And then Pat says like 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, Oh, well, no, that was months ago. I'd, I'd forgotten <laughs> that thread even happened. No, I didn't, <laughs> okay. pick, I didn't Mine, pick one from each year. I picked one from each year, which right, means you and I will have very different lists. I picked two you did a Hottest 100 of the decade style list where it didn't matter when it was released. I did our favorite movies of the decade. Ranked. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. And even then, like, I like all these movies so much that they're probably not even... Uh, like the, the ranking is pretty loose. Okay, like. well, I guess what'll be interesting is then is seeing if any of our movies made it in both of our lists. Yeah, which right. would mean that the top movie of that year made it in because there's a few real stinkers year wise. <laughs> um, particularly looking at you, 2011. Right, well, I didn't pick. I, I picked. I didn't pick any movies from 2015 and any movies from 2019. So what do you okay. want to do? Which format do you want to do? Ten to one, or you just want to do through the years, and I'll tell you when I missed one. Uh. You just go one and one. Like I'll do one, you do one. I'll do one, you do one. I like the years. Let's do it that way, and I'll just I'll pick okay. the movies in the years. Of it. What All you right. said? F- fuck what you said. I don't even know why I asked you because <laughs> yeah. I already I already decided what <laughs> I wanted to do. <laughs> okay, so here we go. And in so, your courteousness, you were ruder than if you had not asked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, have you got an opinion? It better be a fucking good one. <laughs> yeah. Because well, keep I have it to your a fucking real, self a real golden little thinker up here on my little my, my little thought machine. So yeah. you better. Already, right, very good. So yes. I feel like my 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 back my 
my, the whole pretense I did there was based on the fact that there are probably a whole bunch of movies that I liked in 2010 mm-hmm. that might not be my favorite movies now. But I, I Scott Pilgrim. 2010 is Scott Pilgrim. Right. I really liked Scott Pilgrim. It's Scott Pilgrim versus the World is a 2010 action comedy directed by Edgar Wright yep. based on a series of graphic novel, comic book type things by some Canadian dude. Yep. Um, Michael Sarah's in it. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead Thank is in you. it. Um, My brain was going. It's Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking uh, creepy girl. That's always great on late night shows. Yeah, um, the drama. Aubrey Plaza's in it. Um, this is an, an all star cast is in this movie. Oh. Um, it's really fun. It's really great. Basically, it's. Um, Michael Sarah plays this dude that plays in an indie rock band and they're doing a Battle of the Bands competition. Meanwhile... I I refuse to acknowledge that anyone listening to this does not know what Scott Pilgrim is. It's a quirky bullshit indie movie with this indie movie vibe but it's got this A-list thing. And And it's Ed Wright, the maker of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead and so it's got that really clever like editing style, very witty, quick humour. He's got to defeat his seven evil ex-girlfriends before he's allowed to date Ramona Flowers, their indie... Pixie Dream Girl or whatever. Uh, it's really Manic fun. Dream Girl. I love it. Um, it bombed when it came out and I feel like if I went back to it recently I might not like it as much but I loved it when it came out. The soundtrack was all original. His fictional indie rock band all the music was written by Beck mm. um, and I actually really like it. It's like dumb dumb indie punk rock kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I, Some I, of I the like best music Beck's made in the last <laughs> decade for sure. <laughs> Fucking Beck. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Yep. I... I think we both liked it when it came out. Yep. Yeah, I really liked it. I've, I think I feel like I've grown past, past it, it. Yeah. My, yeah. And it's, it's also it's probably not aged very well in its I don't style know. of humour. When it came out in that year, or I, I, st- I remember someone, one of those video essays going about it and pointing out that it was one of those Edgar Wright examples of it being edited together really nicely in a really funny way. Yeah, um, the editing is great. The, the shooting, the, the, all the shots are like shot for shot exactly the same as the graphic novel, which right, is amazing. It feels like it was pre-storyboarded. But like the graphic novel, I didn't realise then, must have drawn real places in in Toronto or whatever, mm. that they went shoot at that, or they recreated the buildings and the like. Scott's house, the facade of Scott's house in the movie is exactly the same as what it looks like in the comic book. I'd assume book. it's CGI'd. Yeah. Whatever it is, it looks incredible. And I'm so disappointed yeah. that this movie um, bombed because when it came out, it felt really original and yeah, really different and unique in a way in which in 2010, I hadn't really seen a movie like that before. Shout out to, um, uh, oh God, is it, uh, is it Wallace? Yeah. Uh, his housemate. Uh, uh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin's Culkin. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Thank He's you very for funny. being the funniest motherfucker <laughs> yeah. in the entire movie. If you haven't seen Scott, if you haven't seen all these movies, go see them. I'm gonna fucking tell you to see 20 movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's great. your 2010 pick? Uh, Black Swan. Shit. I really liked this one. I haven't seen any other Darren Aronofsky. You neither. Darren Aronofsky. I think he's got a bit movies. of a, <laughs> a bit of a re- bit of a reputation for doing like fucked movies. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this might have been one of the thinking back on it. This might have been one of my like eye-opening experiences for like liking weird cinema and that type of shit because it yeah. wasn't like anything I'd ever seen. I think we saw this together um, as well, didn't we? Uh, we probably did. Um, maybe. I think I saw it with a girlfriend at the time, so <laughs> possibly, but. Um, <laughs> so you might have been third wheeling who knows oh it was a long term girlfriend so like maybe there were three of us that went but yeah mm. um, yeah anyway really liked it uh, th- so we were in year I'm just gonna dox ourselves we were in year 11 at this yep. point in time um, and it was probably just that perfect amount of like edgy bullshit uh, I like Mila the Kunis and Natalie Portman make out bro <laughs> oh yeah um, yes <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> it, I think it was probably I really liked the um, I like films like it, I I think of a fair bit of uh, Whiplash like films that are about someone like killing themselves to achieve not literally but um, putting themselves through absolute hell to try and be the greatest at what they want to be yeah right um, I think there's always a bit of a bit of an interesting story there so. yeah yeah really uh, like also like the cinematography the writing is all very clever it's uh revoltingly tense at times. The <laughs> scene where her knees snap backwards oh. is still something that like crops up in my brain every now and then. <laughs> that is really fucked. I forgot yeah. that until you just mentioned yeah, yeah. it. And, d- um, and that's the one with the hangnail that she peels back all the way up her finger as well. Yeah, yeah God, those that. suck as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had two picks from 2010. My other favourite movie from 2010 was a comedy called Four Lions. Mm. It's a British... Oh, yeah, this has been on my list for a while. It's so funny. It's one it. of my favourite comedies of all time. It is a, a British comedy drama about four aspiring terrorists living in London that are really shit and kind of afraid but they feel like it's the done thing and so they feel like they should be terrorists Um, and so it's a a very black comedy obviously Um, and I don't know it's like a you know who doesn't want to watch a terrorist with a heart of gold kind of it's really it's it's funny it's more about it's like a all the fam- all the main characters are Muslim, and I suppose it's nice that back in 2010 there was a movie with all these main characters that were Muslim. Or right. you don't go- but it's 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 really funny. It's fun. You get attached to these weird characters in a really interesting way. It's got a brilliant sequence where they drive to the site where they've decided to do their suicide bombing, and they're singing "Dancing in the Moonlight" in the van on the way there. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fu- it's a funny thought to think about, like what goes on before. Yeah, people decide um, to do that. You got to be on board with the black, the premise, the yeah. premise. But I feel like the way I'm, if 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 I'm, if you're hearing me describe it and you think it's gross or whatever, the way I'm selling it, they they do a good job of setting it up. Yeah, it's obviously is. not like sympathetic to the, uh, no, to the fight. It's sympathetic to. I suppose in a Jojo Rabbit kind of way, you yeah, could say it's ridic- exactly. ridiculing yeah. them. But in it's, the same it's way, it's punching it's, down. It's it's humanizing and it gives you an insight into. I don't know. I watched it when I was fucking seventeen. It's it, it's humanizing and it gives you an insight into this culture and the way that we these people feel pressured to whatever. Watch sure. Four Lions. It's really funny. They try and like train pigeons to be suicide bombing pigeons and shit. It's great. Um, that's my other pick from twenty ten. Other yep. other honorable mentions I had from twenty ten. Inception came out that year. Oh yeah. Great Christopher Nolan movie, but not my favorite, so I figured I wouldn't wouldn't put it on my list. Sure. Toy Story 3 came out that year, and another movie that we really liked from then was Kick-Ass. Right. Yeah, that was good. Which is probably another one that maybe we might have outgrown a bit. It fits right in Scott bit. Pilgrim, I think. Yeah. yeah. I picked Scott Pilgrim out of those two. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cool. 2011? Yeah. So the film that I had written down, I just checked, coincidentally, another film that I wanted to mention as an honorable yeah, it was released in 2011, but I don't think I watched it in 2011. I think I watched it in 2012 or 2013. <laughs> so, um, the film that I originally had was Sucker Punch, Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. That movie sucked. 2011 man. sucked <laughs> ass, man. <laughs> like, and it didn't. I don't think it sucks. It's just not particularly deep. And it was like an interesting action movie with a lot of like. Zack Snyder style, like set pieces set to music and shit. I and reckon like, Emily Browning hasn't been in anything since then. Not, yeah, certainly not much that I've seen. Um, there's a few people who, um, who's like, who kind of had things in that, and then I saw them in a bunch of other stuff, and I was like, oh, good for them. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. Um, but Cabin in the Woods 
is a film that came out in 2011. That was what oh, I was really? That's that a I great movie. That is fucking great. That's probably my favorite of that year. That's a pretty good horror movie, but it's also quite funny, and it does this cool it's sort so of funny. meta narrative thing that's right. really interesting in a horror movie. It's a horror movie it. about horror movies, which yeah. is very, very if, funny. If you're looking for, any, I don't think it's that scary. If you're looking no. for a good horror movie that's good to dive in on, I would put it at about the same scale level as like. A quiet place. Like, it's not really a right. horror movie. It's not really that scary, but it's got those same kind of tropes. If you like that and you're looking for other cool ones to watch, you might not have heard of A Quiet Place. It's uh, Joss Whedon. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Sorry. <laughs> I know I said A Quiet Place twice. Cabin in the Woods. It's Joss Whedon's movie, actually. I, I really like that. I've completely forgotten about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. My tw- what, was that your. That was my 20. That's my 2011. My 2011 pick was Drive. Okay. Yeah, I really sure. liked that when it came yeah. out. That's the most stereotypical, like, the fucking Drive soundtrack, man, but it's yeah. got a great soundtrack. First time I'd ever seen Ryan I'm Gosling at, in anything I'm really. At the rack in your room that has twelve jackets with skeletons on, oh, with uh, scorpions <laughs> on them at the moment. Yeah, um, I thought it's a great all movie. You ever um, that was an, that was one of the movies that I think gave me a good exposure to sort of indie cinema. Right. If you know what I mean, like right. a sort of alternative kind of not blockbuster type stuff. Hmm. Um, I think the soundtrack was done by someone I really like. Clearly, can't remember. It might be. It's K- the different like Nine Inch Nails or something. Is it Kavinsky? No, he did one song on it, but it's the guy from Nine Inch. Try Trent Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's a great movie. Um, it's a really good action drama. Ryan Less Gosling, action. Christina Hendricks. Yeah, some other dude. Um, it's got several moments of Ex like. In it? I don't know. It's got Brian Cranston in it. Oh yeah, and it's got Hellboy in it. I think. Yeah, sure. Um, it's great. It's got it's got several moments of like brutal, brutal violence that really sort of cut through the really chilled out nature of the rest of the mm. movie. Drive's great. Um, a Ryan, good, really strong aesthetic as well, like r- yeah. neon lighting and shit. Ryan Gosling is a getaway driver for hire, mm. for bank robbers and that, but it really sort of follows his personal journey rather than following anything to do with him being an action star getaway driver. Yeah, like, so it's a much more philosophical of, film. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's almost like a little like modern day fairy tale. Right. <laughs> it's cool. Um other movies I saw on lists from 2011 that I liked, uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi is a brilliant documentary about uh, like a Michelin star, a brilliant, one of the best sushi restaurants in the world. And it's like a little hole in the wall in the Tokyo subway somewhere right. um, where there's sitting space for like 20 people or whatever. And Jiro is this like 80-year-old chef genius. Um, and it's a really fascinating insight into sushi culture in Japan and this one guy and his like pursuit of excellence mm. it shows them like going to the fish market in Tokyo at four o'clock in the morning and um getting coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um all sorts of crazy shit like he, he had an apprentice working for him for two years that was just like making the same egg omelette for two years um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he finally got it and right. He's like, when you get that right you can do something else yeah and he finally he finally got it right and Jiro tastes the egg omelette and goes yeah, it's good. Make it like that every time. And the dude cried. <laughs> Fuck. It's, it's pretty gr- funny. It's a great movie. Sounds like Jiro's a huge piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's just trying to make good sushi, you know? Yeah. It's the thing that I was talking about where someone, like, de- devotes so much of their time and energy to being yeah. best at something that they want to be. My yeah. other special mention was Headhunters, which is a Norwegian action thriller Jesus. that I saw on my gap year in 2012. Uh, yeah, in 2012. Yes. Um, I used to, when I lived in Germany, I lived in a little cinema that would... You ev- lived in a little cinema. <laughs> Sorry, I lived near a little cinema. That's why you do a podcast <laughs> on movies now. <laughs> I lived near a cinema that every week, 
also would do like a mystery screening of a movie and you'd pay a lot cheaper of a rate and it could, but it could be fucking anything. So it could be like some weird Norwegian crime movie or it could be like Avengers. And, That's pretty cool. Um, it's cool. And so there will be, the point is it'll be something that hadn't come out yet. So they would right, screen it on okay. a Wednesday or a Tuesday and say it's going to come out later that week. Huh. And so I went to a few of them. This is one of them. And well, surely you're always like vaguely informed on what it's going to be. Well, well, that's that's the thing. So you'd look at like what's coming out and be right. like, oh, maybe it's this. Um, so this is a. It's based on a crime book by the author Joe Nesbo, who's pretty famous. Um, it's about a um, a dude who is like an art thief. Is that Joe Nesbo or Joan Esbo? <laughs> it's about this dude who's an Joan art thief. Esbo. And there's this, there's a sequence where to run away from the cops, he dives into the lake of shit underneath an outhouse, Jesus. and breathes through a cardboard tube. And they handed out oh. when I when I saw the um when I saw the uh, the movie, they handed out puke bags. They handed out cardboard tubes. Ah, oh. and said, "What's the, what's this for?" They said, "Like you know, you'll know it when you see it." Oh, God. <laughs> that's a fun movie. That's like a fun action crime movie called Headhunters. But uh, my pick from. My pick from 2011 is Drive. It's not waterproof. Ugh. No, he definitely had shit in That's his mouth. Terrible. Yeah, he ate, actually ate poo. It's yeah. really it's really fun, that though. I recommend okay. it. All right. Interesting. Okay, so Drive. Uh, 2012? 2012, mine is Looper. Yeah, right. That was on my honorable mentions. Yeah, that, that one for me, um, I think, uh, it tapped, tapped perfectly into the, um, the aesthetic that I loved. Uh, it's one of the best sci-fi films I've ever seen. It's one of the movies that deals with time travel in the best and most compelling way that I've ever seen. It's a f- I love fantastic a good time travel Fantastic performance by uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Fantastic performance by Paul Dano. Bruce uh, Willis is in it. Bruce and Willis is great. Something that breaks me out of Looper, and it's a great movie, is the fact that Bruce Willis isn't wearing the prosthetic. Because Bruce Willis should be wearing the prosthetic. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's meant to look like Bruce Willis. Though. Yeah, but... Bruce Willis should be wearing a, br- a prosthetic to look more like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No. Yeah, because Joseph Lo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets older and says, and you know, watching it, that it's just because Bruce Willis is a fucking asshole and didn't want to wear a prosthetic, so he was like, "No, nah, make the new guy wear it." No, I reckon it's because he was the more well-known actor, so they figured that more people would be like, you know, Bruce Willis well enough that you don't need to adapt his face, but you don't know Joseph Gordon-Levitt well enough that if he's if his face is adapted, it won't be weird. I didn't spot that. It's it's a very personal thing whether or not to me, I think I the effects break you yeah. out of that or not. To me, I didn't even really notice that his face had been changed that much to look like. I, I didn't look at Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face in Lupin and be like, "God, he looks like Bruce Willis." <laughs> we should um, <laughs> we you were you you were doing it for your earlier films, but I haven't really done it for mine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's a film about uh, time. So uh, people who work in the I think we've talked about it on the podcast. We before, have, but yeah, yeah. So there are basically people in the mob have figured out how to use time machines to erase any uh, evidence that they have of killing people and they do so by sending the people to be killed back in time to be killed by someone in the past and so you'll basically get a message if you live in the in the in the past I guess you'll get a message telling you where to be and when and all you have to do is walk to a spot and point a shotgun at a tarp and someone will appear and you just kill them then and there. And they've yeah. got all these gold bars strapped to them and that's yeah. your payment. And um, So it's like mob members in the future send sending these people, bodies... Sending people back to be assassinated so that there's no body that they have to dispose of, yeah. right? Because crime methods of uh, detecting assassinations have gotten so much better that they need to go to these extremes. Yeah. And 
uh, at a point, they also need to get rid of the person that's doing the killing because that person is evidence. And so they'll send you back in time so that you kill you. So the 2050 version of you gets sent back to 2002. Right. And all the victims have bags on their heads. So you'll find a body with a bag on its head appearing. You'll kill it and you'll hit the bag off and it's you 50 years from now. Right. And so... Uh, it has more money than any of the people that you've ever killed before and that's supposed to be your retirement fund and you have 30 years and then you know that at the end of that period of time they're going to come get you and they're going to send you back in time, whatever. Um, and I guess the there's a thing that happens partway through. That, that, that process of killing you in the future is called <laughs> closing the loop. And, and so the, something happens with that. And so the idea is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the young version of Bruce Willis. Right, yes. And the movie opens with Bruce Willis being sent back in time. Oh, okay, so that's right at the start. I, I think it's reasonably Right, okay, reasonably so yeah, o- obviously Bruce Willis, and um, it's a huge fuck-up if you don't manage to kill the person that's sent back to the past. Yeah. So Bruce Willis manages to run instead of being killed. Yeah. And that's a huge problem. So that's kind of where, yeah, maybe you're right. That happens at the start and that's where the movie kicks off. Within the first Who directed episode. it? Rian Johnson, Ryan right? Johnson, yeah. Ryan Johnson. So obviously one of the latest directors of the the only good Star Wars film from the last however many years. <laughs> um, if you don't agree, you're an idiot. And it's really <laughs> fucking good. And I feel like that, uh, Looper and Knives Out are illustrations of what he can do when he's not constrained by some shitty... Uh, IP handcuffs. Yeah, it was, so it was good. I think they're brilliant both movie. fantastic movies. My anyway, that's mine. My pick from 2012 because it's my favorite Tarantino movie of the decade is Django, Django Unchained. Unchained. Yep, brilliant movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jamie Fox is a black guy <laughs> in the 1800s in America, uh, <laughs> where racism is fa- very funny. If Jamie Fox was <laughs> not a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> the 1800s in America. Steve Buscemi blacks up to play a black guy. <laughs> oh, <game>. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox does, does Chris, the white chick trick. <laughs> plays a slave owner. That's Waltz. pretty good. Is that good? <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I think you'd get I, th- I think you get a lot of hate mail for it. <laughs> yeah, I think you've probably got a lot of hate mail for doing Jango and Jade. <laughs> um... Uh, Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz play bounty hunters in America in like civil, the Civil War era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It's good fun. It's a Tarantino movie. You all know it. It's my favorite Tarantino movie of the last 10 years. Yeah. If I could have chosen... If I, my favorite Tarantino movie is probably Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Maybe. Um, but that came out more than 10 years ago, so it's not on the list. No, it is not. Um, all right. Are there... Is it worth keeping going with these special mentions? Are they interesting? Just rattle them off. Okay, so uh, Dark Knight Rises was the final Batman movie oh, yeah, in Christopher, sure. okay. Christopher Nolan's trilogy to come out. That's brilliant. Skyfall. Very extremely brainful. <laughs> For you. <laughs> Sky, Skyfall. Cool. It's probably my favorite of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Sam Mendes. Same guy that directed 1917 recently. Yep. Argo was the best picture from that year. Um, and it was directed by... Oh my god. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> he acted in it, did he direct it? Yeah, he did. Just yeah. the only person I could think yeah, of. Yeah, okay, you right. could have you could have given me twenty minutes and we would have sat <laughs> in not so, have I would able to never have ben gotten Affleck. Ben Affleck. Uh, it was just completely gone. Oh, that's um, quite funny. I was like Goodwill uh, hunting. Goodwill hunting. <laughs> Will from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> hunting from um <laughs> Argo's great. Have you seen Argo? Is Ben Affleck in Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Is he's he the builder dude he's that's friends with um Yeah. Right. Okay. And he oh, wrote yeah, it. They both wrote the it. They both in it. Shit, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um 
Yes. Yeah. Have you seen Argo? No, I haven't. Fucking great. No. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, okay. It's um a drama based on a true story about extracting um, a bunch of hostages in Tehran, I think, by pretending to be uh, American, the CIA crew. pretended yeah. to be a film crew. It's a bunch of, they pretend to be a bunch of Canadians, don't they? Yeah, they pretend to be yeah. a Canadian film crew filming a movie. Right. Um, and they extract them. And it's a real story. And it's a real story yeah. about, like, uh, I think there was some U.S. <laughs> Probably embassy. Probably minus all of the U.S. war crimes that they committed, well, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a U.S. embassy uh, that was overtaken in America, and I think they shredded all the documents, and this is that movie where they get all the shredding, and they put all the shredded pieces of paper together to try and figure out who the Americans are. That are right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good. It's so good. Um, cool. Other movies that came out that year, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, uh, that could have been, that would have been my honorable mentions. I love that shit. Looper was on my list, yep. and Perks of Being a Wallflower was also yeah, on my okay. list. Yep. That's a brilliant movie as well. Cool. Yeah. Alright, uh, 2013. 2013, baby! Speaking of Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, Her... Spike yeah. Jones's brilliant movie. Uh, that was a fantastic my... movie. Scarlett Johansson and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Um, really, uh, the soundtrack by Arcade Fire. Um, Bro, was, I listened to that for a, I, about six months. I after still this movie. listen to it. Uh, it's so good. Every now and then, it's extremely good. Such a strong aesthetic to this movie. Um, one of the few movies that like tries to envisage near future and doesn't do a fucking terrible, embarrassing well, job of it. I it's, think it's half filmed in LA and half filmed in like Shanghai or something. Right. I think I think it's filmed in some huge Chinese city. Right. And so that does that great job of like that Blade Runner kind of thing, where it feels like you feel like the like dystopian, the Asian cultural influence that's yeah, yeah, yeah. grown in America that they think over that fifty years. So and they've done that, but and also the huge buildings in LA in Shanghai or whatever it is. So it's half filmed in LA and it's set in LA in the movie. Mm. And so then you get this crazy cityscape by sort of mixing up where they're filming it. That's pretty cool. cool idea. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a rarely, uh, I think positive and I, I remember at the time Joaquin Phoenix was like praised for how heartfelt his performance Such was. A beautiful movie. Really great. Considering he's pretty well the only character on screen for a lot of it. Mm. He's so good. Scarlett Johansson does a pretty amazing Joyce acting a, a pretty amazing job acting with her voice yeah um, because Vo- obviously voice that's acting. all she has <laughs> but you know what I mean though like she has to convey so much emotion without ever yeah. being able to do anything physically so yeah, um, yeah that, is that's brilliant. pretty good yeah, Another, like, like, more like a soft sci-fi maybe but it's still a brilliant brilliant sci-fi movie yeah. from the last of years yeah. one of my favourites very good my, I had two picks from this year because once again I fucked the format yep. uh, my favourite was Interstellar which is probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. That would have been on my uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah. It looks like it was filmed in space. All the concepts behind the movie are brilliant. The robots that are these big rectangles that sort of split apart. Tars and, and yeah, Tars and Sars or whatever. Mers- the fuck. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> Yep. Oh, you like that one? Yeah, that was good. Because I thought of the same thing, but I picked a different disease, which is great. Fair enough. Tars and bird flu. No, MERS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Got our episode title, baby. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's too early. Um, Brilliant. This is such a stupid rule. <laughs> Why does it have to cover the last half? Because you've got to keep listening. I know. God, anyway. All right. You're right. Anyone who's still listening is listening all the way. It's not fair. I'll trust them. <laughs> it's not fair, but it's the rule that <laughs> right. I've set. It's not fair, <laughs> but it's the rules that you made up. <laughs> That's why rules exist, to be not fair. To be made up by um, someone stupidly. Interstellar's brilliant. If you haven't seen it, 
fucking watch it. Yeah, it's very good. The black hole special effects in this were so advanced, they got Kip Thorne, famous physicist, to provide his calculations and thesis shit so that they could model the physics of black holes That's kind of getting the story the wrong around. They, they had a big enough budget, and they wanted the visuals to be impressive enough that they chucked more money at black hole researchers than they would ever see in their entire academic lives yeah. other than that. And so they, and got so they, they discovered new science... And we're able to implement yeah. that in so a film. Their three D their three D visualization of black holes in this movie is based on real science and was used by the scientists that provided the calculations to model it. Yeah. To do more science. Right. Because they'd never had a budget as big as this Hollywood. Yeah. God, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Um very sad that for the purposes of entertainment yeah. and profit that they made much yeah. more scientific advancement than they had. We're gonna spoil all these movies. Yeah. Um uh, Interstellar, Matt Damon is in the movie and took uh was was happy to not be on any of the promotional material mm. so that it would be a surprise when he popped up in the last third of the movie. Yeah, which is crazy because it's... Um, Fucking Matt Damon. It's pretty cool, yeah. So cool. I love this movie. I've seen it a couple times and every time I watch it, it's brilliant. The Why One gripe with it... It's on Netflix, it, by the way. Yeah, well, there um, you go. For those of you playing at home. My One gripe with it is the power of love shit at the end. Yeah. Which... It's... The, the like ending f- has not aged well, I will say. I don't think I liked it that well at the time either, mm. but um, well, that much at the time. I just think it's so good as a movie. I, the the scene where Matt uh, Matthew and this is the start of the Matthew McConaughey kind of yeah, comeback I was just about to say, but also just scrolling well. through this cast, like holy shit, every single cast member does such an incredible job, and They're what so a good. fucking cast. Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, Michael Caine, Casey Affleck, Matt Damon, Timothy Chalamet, Wes Bentley, who's the creepy dude uh, that has crazy sideburns in The Hunger Games. Oh, you mean Bez Wentley. Yeah, nice. Um, Who's also in American Beauty, which you haven't seen. (laughs) Fucking John Lithgow. Is in this like it's it's a really but great it doesn't cast. feel like it's stacked with celebs. It feels no, like such a fleshed out because world. they're so believable. Yeah, the scene, my favorite scene in the whole movie is when Matthew McConaughey um, comes back from. Uh, he watches the video, the waves planet, I think, and he watches all the messages they've received, and he watches his kids grow up and give up on him and forget about him. Right over the course of their whole lives and he's been on this planet for like 20 minutes and they've grown up in for 20 years. Yeah, they don't they don't forget about him but they sort, oh. of, they sort of give up on him and yeah. he has to watch them give up on him. Like and stop loving him. For them him it's been of. so much time, right? And for him he just gets like hit repeatedly. And Matthew McConaughey's acting and that is so brutal oh, and he just... I, I just got... Chills thinking about it. Absolutely, like, he like, like I can see him breaking down. In my sobs head. and op- oh, it's so good. If you haven't um, seen True Detective, by the way, that shit. When when I ranked God them, damn. Interstellar was my watch True Detective again. Yeah, when I ranked them, Interstellar was my number two movie of the whole decade. Damn. Okay. I fucking love that movie. Right. So that was um, 2014. No, that was 2011. That 2013. Movie came 2013. Out in 2014. In Australia. No, in Google. <laughs> I don't know. It was on the best of the 2013 list. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were looking at a list that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Well, what do you want from me? What's your other 2014 movie? Oh, oh, my other, oh, yeah, I have two. My other 2014 movie is The Way, Way Back. Uh, the Way, Way Back <laughs> is great. It's a coming-of-age movie about a sort of shy kid who goes on a holiday down to like a beach town with his family. There's not many friends down there, and he gets like a summer job at the water park run by Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell brilliant performance in oh, this so good it's a really funny movie it's a really heartfelt movie it has that bittersweet kind of feeling that I like in a lot of these kinds of coming of age movies that it reminded me of in um, 
Ah, Pax Big <laughs> Wallflower as well. Sorry. I just tried to find out. I think Moon. I was thinking of um Sam Rockwell. And yeah. Moon came out, I think, in 2009, which is why it's not on my list. I just wanted to double check, but I ended up Googling <laughs> Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just moon. googled. I thought you were gonna say you googled moon and just got pictures of that would have happened moon. next. You that like, absolutely. Was. <laughs> Let's confirm, but moon. Yes, moon. <laughs> natural satellite. <laughs> Thank you. You saved me. From, you saved me from doing that. And also, I yes, should have sat. I should have sat on that. That would have been brilliant. Two thousand nine. You would have been yeah, like, you would have just seen me fuck. order. <laughs> <laughs> Inaudibly flinch, like pound my fist against my diary. Google moon, and you get a picture and the definition of the moon. Good shit. Yep. Anyway, sorry. The way we're back. <laughs> it's good. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's great. I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it. Every I time, seen it. every time we bring up a coming of age movie, I mention it, and I think by now Anna has in person asked me to stop talking about it. Right. Um, <laughs> Hello, Please Anna. don't if bring you, up if, the way we're back. If you're still okay. on and still listening to this horse shit, yep. that was for you. Um, other movie, the only other movie that we haven't talked about that was on my greatest fucking special mentions list for this was American Hustle. Okay. Which is a brilliant... Just to be clear, are you talking about 2014 or 2013? 2013. Right, 2013. Cool, okay. So I was going to say, you've missed some real bangers in 2014. That was a good year for movies. Mm. Uh, 2013. Right. Okay. American, uh, Hustle. American Hustle. Still Gen- never seen the end of that movie. Oh, really? That's great. It's a it's a it's a it's a brilliant heist movie set in the seventies. Um, it's like a long con kind of movie, which is one of my favorite genres. It's got uh, Fat Batman, fucking <laughs> Christian Bale, Fat Man. Don't. Batman. Um, <laughs> Amy Adams and Jennifer Lawrence looking absolutely stunning. They both give... Everyone in this film gives a fantastic performance. And they're all yeah. brilliant in it. Um, and I think the next one that... Um, Christopher... Christopher? No. What was it? Who was the thing you just said? Batman. Batman, yeah. Christian Batman, Bale. That person. Christian Bale, thank you. I nah, kept thinking Christopher and then it was gone. No. I don't know when they were filmed, but oh, I've got Batman on my list in 2012. And no, but the big short, I think, was the next one that came out after this. And he went from like being fucking huge in American Hustle to being like absolutely shredded in the big short and people are like Jesus he's no reason gonna, why he needed to be he's shredded he's going to kill himself <laughs> I think it's because the dude that he plays is like shredded in real life because he's a really avid swimmer yeah, right. and so he was like well I guess I have to be thick <laughs> to play this man <laughs> like, bro no one would have known <laughs> Like, yeah, so he's pretty fat. He's got a good belly he's just on a, him. Such a, he's a method actor, I think. So, yeah. yeah. I think maybe method actors are worse actors. He's like, no, I can't possibly do it unless I'm actually fat. Yeah, well, the problem is then he uh, played um, in McKay's next movie, also the fat guy, Dick Cheney, right? <laughs> and so he just, like, his body just wildly oscillated. Also, he was really he fat. He was so in fat that. for both of them. So, like, the opening scene of. Um, American Hustle, where he's like combing his hair. I thought he was wearing a fat suit because it was so over the top. Yeah. It's like, no, bro, that's just his fucking <laughs> stomach. God. It's crazy. It must be so good getting that fat. How Jesus. fun would it be to get that fat? I don't think it would be, be fun. I think it. you'd feel fucking horrible all the time. You probably would, but I don't know. If you, I, Especially if you then had to go like, now you're a machine, and then also now you have to get no, even right. more fat. You're right; it would suck. Crazy. But I feel like for the first week after having big, after, after being Dick shredded, Cheney, he was like, "This is the last yeah. one." <laughs> I mean, maybe going from being shredded to it's getting it. fat 
must yeah. to some for the first week right. it's got to feel great yeah 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 I, so, I'd assume yeah. so well I, no here's the thing I reckon for the first week you feel fucking terrible because you've never eaten that kind of food for like a year and a half yeah. and then immediately after that you're like oh this is this is what living is like <laughs> yeah. this is what eating food is like yeah exactly this is good and then yeah you'll just start to feel like lethargic <laughs> alright speaking um, of lethargy 2014 lethargy 2014 uh, mine was Birdman. Also, we got to speed this the fuck up. So, mine was Birdman. I really liked it. Uh, Michael Keaton. People are saying he's had a renaissance recently. I think. I think he has. He hasn't really. He, he did played Birdman, and he which played fine. Uh, Spider-Man movie oh, yeah. in which he was also Birdman. Right. Yeah. So whatever. Um, but this movie, very good. Uh, Alejandro Inarritu Gonzalez. Great. It's all one shot. Yep, cut in Brilliant the same movie. sort of style without without cuts. Uh, about a uh, washed up action movie actor turned Broadway uh, actor, writer, director. Um, Emma Stone, to be taken Edward Norton, all brilliant. Uh, drums only soundtrack. Oh yeah, I've got which that. Which is fantastic. I've got that here somewhere. It's a beautiful soundtrack. Also, not a bad one to sort of stick on while you're doing shit around the house. No, I can't. Very only drums. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Yeah. Nuts. Um, but yes, really, really excellent, I think. It's great. Um, uh, my favorite from that year was Grand Budapest Hotel. My, it's my favorite oh, yeah, Wes Anderson movie. I saw it like four times when it was in the cinema. Absolutely Moonrise Kingdom was my number one, and then that's my number two. So I reckon yeah. that'll make my honorable mentions. Yep. While we're rinsing through honorable mentions, John Wick. Oh, yeah. Birdman. Yep. Uh, Chef is a great drama up, uh, with John Favreau. It felt oh, yeah. like a real passion piece for him uh, about a dude that quits his job as a food critic and becomes a chef in a food van. Right. It's really fun. He did a lot of the learnt to cook from it. Is that a mockumentary? It. No. He learnt to he learnt to cook from it and it's now a <laughs> no. cooking series no. on Netflix. Uh, Skeleton Twins was one of my favourite movies from that year and that is a comedy drama with Bill Hader and Kristen... Wig. Wig. Playing a lot more serious roles than they normally do. It's not oh, really okay. a comedy. It's like a right. drama. And they're sort of like estranged siblings that have come back home because their parents are ill or dying or something. Right. And it's about them connecting. And I think... Uh, kind of Meyerowitz story style. A lot. like It's it's very similar to that. It's right. really, really good. It's unusual seeing Bill Hader in a serious role. And the chemistry of do these two people Do you think that kind of led really into um, Barry? Maybe, uh, maybe I suppose so. I don't know. I think he's a really versatile actor, and he's mm. he's good in this as well because Kristen Wiig and B- Bill Hader worked so much together on SNL. I suppose that they have really good chemistry already. Right. So they work really well together on screen. Yeah, of course they've got a lot of experience. That's yeah. Skeleton Twins. That's cool. really okay. worth okay. watching. I might check that out. Is Sleeper. it on Netflix? I have no idea. I watched it when it came out in the cinema, so uh. no idea. Right. Skeleton Twins. Cool. Um, another movie that came out that year was Vincent, which was that movie about Van Gogh where every single frame was oil, an oil painting. Oh, you mean the one that made you want to throw up in the movies? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I liked it, didn't I? I don't remember. Oh, I think you did. We uh, uh, That was when both of us worked at... We used to both work at the a cinema. cinema. And I remember that movie specifically getting a lot of complaints about yeah. people coming out and saying, I need to throw up. So it's an animated... <laughs> Can I please have a refund? It's an animated movie, but every single frame... Right, you can't have a refund. <laughs> That's the experience. <laughs> yeah. Get a better connection between your inner ear and your <laughs> eyes. No. Every single frame of this movie is an oil painting... 
in the style of Vincent van Gogh. It's an insane thing to undertake. I remember um, the it guy looks, that directed... So the, whole, the whole movie is a moving Vincent van Gogh painting. We it's didn't amazing. mention Boyhood from 2014. That that almost could have been my number one movie of 2014. How is that not your number one movie of 2014? Yeah, because, I, I I don't know, if you caught me on a different day, maybe I would have picked a different it's thing. Boyhood! I know. I think I, movie! I think I picked Birdman because I enjoyed it more at the time. Okay. But fine. I enjoyed Boyhood uh, probably more in a lasting sense. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. No, they're, they're both, I'm going to say that they're like tied, but I had to pick one um but the guy that directed boyhood's name is i'm pointing at you Why? not oscar t will <laughs> it's something else i guess i can't remember his fucking name um That's all right. but he directed uh an Days adaptation of a philip k dick novel called Richard linklater <laughs> he directed right. an adaptation of a philip k dick novel called a scanner darkly and it's got keanu reeves in it and it was made in like 2003 or some shit and it was rotoscoped, which means they take every frame, they film it, and then they take every single frame and they hand draw over it to give it this like hand drawn style. That was what they did with this Vincent van Gogh movie as right, well. Right, yeah. but it it came out like almost a decade, more than a decade later, and so they probably had a lot of technology to help them out with it. They did not have the technology to help them out with this in <laughs> fucking Scanner Darkly. And I remember Richard Linklater being like, "If I'd known what would be involved in the post production process, I would not have done it." Is the whole movie done like that? The whole fucking movie. That's ridiculous. Frame by frame by hand. It is insane. That's so stupid. Right. (laughs) So whenever I think of shit like that, I just think of like, they can't have known what they were getting themselves (laughs) into because if anyone... Yeah, 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 no, we're just going to produce 28,000 oil paintings. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And an artist somewhere is like, hmm? (laughs) Sorry. Vincent van Gogh produced (laughs) about 40. Yeah, right. (laughs) From what I heard, it took its toll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, a lot of artists killed themselves to make that movie, apparently. Slice their left nuts off. <laughs> for one of them. What's the left nut to left ear conversion rate, I wonder? <laughs> don't answer that question. About a meter the and The next a half. movie <laughs> is... Uh, I don't have 2015. I do Mad Max Fury Road. Fuck! Um, I think we've talked about that a lot. Can't believe that missed your list. Nah, uh, maybe the list. best action movie... Maybe the best action movie ever made. No, I think John Wick's better. Uh, I'll fight you on that another time, but um, <laughs> they 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 go for very different things. No, I think they go for the same thing, and I think it's better. In my mistake. Um, <laughs> so directed by George Miller, uh, it's Mad Max Fury Road. It's basically one long car chase, but somehow um, incredibly artistic. Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy <laughs> both do a fantastic job in it, and uh, it's just brilliant. Some of the strongest aesthetic and non-verbal storytelling that's ever been in films, I think. Imagine if his name was Tom Theron. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's Charlize Theron, so... <laughs> Theron is such a funny <laughs> last name. Good movie. Yeah. My special movie. mentions for that year were The Revenant, which I liked, yeah, and okay. Leonardo DiCaprio won his Oscar for it, respectively, because yep. um, he should have got it for fucking... Whatever the other thing is, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Room was Brie Larson and that fucking Jacob Tremblay kid. That little kid that can't Brilliant act. movie. I can't believe I got his name. Yeah, Jacob that's pretty Tremblay. good. Very well done. That's yeah. stupid that yeah, I yeah. got. I know the look of the there kid is a the lot room, of, but I don't fucking know his name. There is a lot of useless shit that <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh yeah. And I think the name up Jacob Tremblay is way fucking up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you my boss caught me Googling the first law of thermodynamics, right? Yeah. But I know the name Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yep. Brooklyn, fucking <laughs> Saoirse Ronan oh, romance yeah. movie set in New Jersey or something. <laughs> <laughs> and jo- Joy is another good movie. Set in uh, Ireland. <laughs> uh, Joy is a 
I always get that confused with milk. <laughs> <laughs> the, the film milk. <laughs> the liquid. About Harvey Milk. <laughs> <laughs> Joy, isn't that what comes out of a cow's nip when you twist it? Joy, you can't drink the uh, <laughs> unpasteurized stuff. It's not safe. It's not safe to drink unpasteurized no, joy. Lactose-free joy. Oh, is I'm thinking of milk again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, milk and reed. That's a joke for three people. <laughs> Moving on. Joy is a movie where Jennifer Lawrence invents a mop, and it's good. Um, Great. 2016. Oh yeah, apparently that was like people are talking about Oscar noms for her for that. Did she get nominated for it? You don't know off the top of your head. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually asking. You, I was curious, but yeah. Okay, cool. 2016. Uh, Rival. Arrival was mine. Right. Movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Great linguistics movie, actually. Yeah, the, maybe the only interesting one. Yeah, brilliant um, movie. Uh, yeah. My movie for 2016 that I picked, not that I made, um, <laughs> is my number one movie on this list. Right, damn. Nice guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, God yeah, yeah, yeah. damn. Cool. That's very funny. Such a funny Shane movie. Black. Directed it. Um, it's the same guy that did the most recent adaptation of Predator. Yeah. Um, the Nice Guys is a smart, funny 1970s detective if, story. If you enjoyed comedy. Uh, Hot Fuzz, you'll like this movie. It's exactly yeah. that same style of humor. I like um, this because Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, fucking. It's funny. so funny, and it, it looks like maybe the posters make it look like a dumb movie, but it's so not. And yeah. I love this movie because, in addition to being I think exactly my sense of humor and so funny, so right up my alley. It's also got this ridiculous twist and turning shaggy dog of a plot. <laughs> it's the most complicated fucking it's plot. It's like meta at points. Um, yeah. Incredibly funny. Is also kind of, I feel like, a spoof on those old detective stories with crazy ass plots, like The Big Sleep or whatever. Yeah. I pulled that out. I don't know if that is a complicated plot. Maybe I just made myself looking stupid saying, like, oh, yeah, well, maybe. crazy plot, like Rear Window. Guy goes um, for a long sleep. <laughs> Um, so much to it. Nice guys. Jesus Christ. It's Angry a Rice movie. does a good job in that too. Um, she underacts a little sometimes. And that bugs me, but she's pretty good. Uh, Margaret Holly is Amelia. She's also in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as the oh, yeah. thumbs up, thumbs down. So she is. Film. Fuck. She looks younger in. I know Hollywood. it's crazy, and I'm I've been playing a game called Death Stranding that she plays. Damn, you've been playing uh, a movie called Death Stranding. I've brother. been playing a film called Death Stranding <laughs> for eighty hours. Uh, where she plays a she uh, mocaps a character and um, uh, she plays a character. It's mocapped, and um, she's pretty good in it. So yeah, right. I feel like, and it's funny because she has more screen time in that than she does in any movie I've ever seen her in. She's on screen for like ten fucking hours. Yeah, right. There's a lot of content with her in it. Two, um, so it's interesting. Two scenes in the nice guys that come to mind while I'm while I'm waxing lyrical about it. Uh, when Rory cuts his hand in the window. Yeah, the one where he gets his head when he goes to like punch a hole through the window to break into the house and instead just cuts his head completely <laughs> wide open. My favorite moment in that particular scene, I have a favorite moment in that scene and it's where he's about to do it and he stops and just readjusts the bandage a little bit before <laughs> <laughs> because a little bit like falls off where he's clutching it and yeah. he like very intentionally like puts it back in like he's like, oh, gotta make sure I do this properly. <laughs> just opens his wrist. Blood pouring out of his wrist and it hard cuts to him in an ambulance. God damn. It's Other one funny. is when Russell Crowe has him pinned on the off, pinned on the floor of his house and says, now tell the doctor you have a fracture to your right humor. And soon right goes, he goes, no! 
No! <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't know. I would have. I, I gotta see some behind the scenes. <laughs> some behind the scenes of that film because I would love to see whether or not that was like really baked into the script or if they just like ran that scene yelp. like 20 <laughs> times and it just changed and morphed until Gosling was like he's like kind of just bark it at him <laughs> <laughs> it's very very good I've watched this movie about three or four times it's very it's so very good. funny I am annoyed at myself that I put off watching it for so long so. I'm glad you liked it when you watched it uh, the other movies for the, this uh, special mentions The Big Shot and Hunt for the World of People both yep. of which are good but not cool. as good as the nice guys next one alright um, yeah sorry Arrival made by uh, Damien Chazelle is the that's great big ass Damien Chazelle great. yeah um, big ass movie about alien ships descending o- oval shaped alien ships descending with um, I've forgotten her name Amy Adams Amy Adams thank you um, it's like the third fucking time Eddie, Eddie, Amy Adams has come on this list. I know that's. I was surprised. Uh, everyone in that film also does a really great job. Uh, it, it, the all of the cinematography is fantastic. Um, the storyline is really interesting. It's just generally and the linguistics is really interesting. Yeah, um, Jeremy <laughs> Renner doing a decent performance. Oh yeah, the guy that looks like uh, I don't Joaquin really rate Phoenix. That's not Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, the Australian guy, yeah, Michael Stuhlbarg. Yeah, <laughs> for an entire season of Fargo, I was like, oh, I can't believe Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> is the Fargo. <laughs> He's not. Um, yeah, Freaking Michael Stuhlbarg is there. Um, yep. Uh, all, all very good. Uh, so that was yeah. Okay, so that was twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Uh, my number one movie of I think the previous decade, if I had to rank them, and my favorite movie, full stop, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. God damn! I, I think that's where sports bet when you need it. Possibly the best movie that's ever been made. It's pretty good. I've only ever seen it once. Yeah, you gotta watch it. On a big screen, paying lots of attention with the sound right up. It's 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 an experience. It you you feel like you're living in that city. Ryan Gosling is one of the most uh, intense performances I've ever seen him give. Just fantastic. He's so good. Um, Ana de Armas does such. I feel like every time I say her name, I'm saying it wrong, but I don't know how else it's said. I guess it's it's probably like Armath or something because I don't know where the fuck she's from. I think she's Cuban <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. Anyway. Um, She's fantastic. I'm glad that she got another chance with um, uh, Knives Out um, yeah. and much more of a role because in this one she is definitely a supporting character. Yeah. Um, but she's great and she does a really, really, really awesome and job. fucking Dave Bautista's in this movie. He does an incredible job too. I always fucking forget <laughs> that that's him. Dave Bautista, the guy that was has been like a fucking mostly nude wrestler for most of his professional career. Yeah. Says like, one of the most serious lines you've ever heard, like because you've never seen a miracle. It's, f- it's crazy. It's uh, so yeah, good. I really. And he's got this tiny little round glasses. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, really, really, really yeah. good. Uh, my movie was Three Billboards. Oh yeah, okay, that could have been in my honorable mentions. That was pretty good. And also, I completely fucked that Vincent thing. What Vincent thing? Van Gogh. Uh, yeah, the Vincent Van Gogh movie came out in 2017. There's a different Vincent movie that came out in 20. You must have just Googled Vincent and then that year came up. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. guess guess you fucked it. I guess I did. Oh, well. Oh, shit. 2014 was St. Vincent, that Bill Murray comedy drama. Oh. That's a great movie. <laughs> okay. We well, don't get to go back and talk about that now. We're three years later. 
<laughs> St. Vincent is a Bill Murray comedy where every frame is oil painted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, nah, it's good. It's 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 a uh, it's uh, Bill Bill Murray plays an angry old man that lives next door. Oh, I always meant to see that and I've it's, never got. It's really to good. It. Yeah, the, okay, the kid, cool. this kid needs to do a school project on a, a living on, on on a saint. Right. That's cool. Quirky little comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. No, that's all right. Just tell me what you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, burning was my number one. Um, Wait, what? No, it was sorry to bother you. Okay. <laughs> I'm cheating on this list because I put burning as 2019 because that's when it came out here. That um, is cheating. But Interesting. I also wrote this list last year, so get fucked. Um, yeah, sorry to bother you is my number one of 2018. Uh, all right. If I had to choose then it and burning, it burning probably beats it out for a film, but um, yeah, sorry to bother you. Yeah, right. Again, you're not bothering me. Just uh, yeah. So sorry to bother you. Uh, fantastic anti-capitalist movie, um, directed by Boots Riley, uh, <coughs> about a dude who gets a job at a telemarketing company and is really struggling until his colleague tells him that he needs to, in order to succeed, he needs to speak white, and he <laughs> adopts this white person's voice. And he and his colleague are voiced by David Cross and Patton Oswalt when they're speaking <laughs> in the white voice. It's very fucking funny. Very clever, very really witty. Gets very serious at the end. One of the funniest movies that year when it came. I'm out. struggling to remember the name of the person who plays the main character. It was on the tip of my tongue. Damn. Tip of your white tongue, boy. Nice. Uh, he was in Uncut Gems. He was. Uh, it was Lakeith Stanfield. Thank you. Um, <coughs> I don't know why I'm thanking you. You didn't help at all. <laughs> Keith Stanfield, who was also the uh, gardener dude in, in Get, Out. Get Out, which I no, he was like the friend or something. Yeah, yeah, the what? Oh, that no, the partner that they bring to the party. Yeah, yeah, didn't recognize him at all. Nah, that dude has fucking range. Yeah, he's great. It's awesome. Um, so yes, also in Uncut Gems, which we spoke about uh, recently, recently, a yeah. very different character. Uh, really, Gems really good. Playing right now downstairs. In oh, it is Chateau too. It is too. It is too. Hope your parents are liking the tattoo on Julia Fox's fat ass. <laughs> um, and Adam Sandler talking about how he's going to come along. Shout out to my parents. <laughs> Shout out to both of your both folks. of my parents who are apparently listening to this. Yep. Um, <laughs> I liked a bit where Adam Sandler jerks off. <laughs> <laughs> my 2018 movie was Mandy. Oh, yeah. That also could have won out, so that would definitely be in my honorable Which mentions. is such a fun, cheeseball, wacky-ass, B-grade action oh, movie. So good. But How dare you call it, that B-grade? But it commits to it so hard, and it does it so effectively, it's great. Nicolas Cage lives his little dream dream relationship in a dream cottage in the middle of this beautiful forest, and then one day, psychedelic demon bikers kidnap his wife, and he goes and... Hunts them down for revenge. Yep. There's like a chainsaw, Played lightsaber by Andrea battle. Riceborough, one of the freakiest looking fucking people <laughs> in the world. Uh, I thought oh, they edited f- her face to make it freakier. They didn't. You forgot she about Tony Collette. fucking looks like that. Yeah. yeah. No, her and Tony Collette are the scary women. <laughs> like, just naturally fucking freaky. Yeah. Yep. Uh, brilliant movie. Very really good. fun. Great action movie. One of my favorite action movies of the last... 10 years. Yeah, yeah. But also... Panos Cosmatos, I believe, directed it. Yeah, and it also has like a really great sort of chill vibe when it needs to, and the soundtrack is really great. Soundtrack is fucking great. Yeah. Soundtrack was the last soundtrack by Johan Johansson uh, before he passed away, the unfortunately. last Johansson. <laughs> he also... Uh, oh, he's Johan, son of Johan. <laughs> um, he also did the soundtrack for Arrival. Yeah, right. Both there you go. 
Great. Yep. I don't have a 2019. <clears throat> okay, so my 2019, I guess, would probably oh, be... we did it, didn't we? We, we did. Um, my 2019 is Burning, if you count the movies that came out in Australia. If not, then I guess the last one that we did, I think Wireless topped out with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It did, yeah. It also could have been Parasite, I guess, Fuck if you caught me on a different day. Those are the, well, the top, top 14 of the year. And I'm calling it early. June by... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. The Adaptation of June... Uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve, will, will be the best film to come out. And I, I was just about to say, the best film to come out in 2020 because of fucking coronavirus, I bet it isn't. No, so it's, it's probably going to be the best already. film of 2021. Hell the yeah. The best film of 2020. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? So many probably fucking movies. Probably the Sonic film. <laughs> oh, God. So many movies were going to be de- uh, delayed this year because of the coronavirus, man. Yeah. And I um I had a whole like list of shit prepared. But I feel like maybe we should just dive into the Sonic we should just Sonic go. Let's, let's dive into Sonic. We can going do new, for a little while. News for the next step. We've been going for a hot minute. Oh yeah. Um, thank you for sixty hot minutes. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to that little list. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, That's my favorite program on um, commercial <laughs> TV in Australia. What? Sixty hot minutes. Fuck you. <laughs> How do you like that? How do you like that? <laughs> oh, I like it a lot. Uh, so this week, finally, this week, we are. Finally, getting a chance to cover a movie which I thought would never come out. A movie which I didn't think was real when it was first announced. Oh, yeah. A movie which, contentiously, has had the entire main character reanimated twice. Uh, Animated Animated twice. twice. Reanimated once. Yep. Sonic, the Hedgehog, the movie. And we don't just mean brought back to life. We mean fully (laughs) re-VFXed. Re-effects. Nice. If you would. If you will. If you might. <laughs> if you must. <laughs> if you must. Then he started to score so highly with that one. <laughs> Very nice. It's like they have to. <laughs> <laughs> it is like they have to. <laughs> so, so, the Sonic movie. Directed by Jeff Fowler, uh, starring Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Written by, apparently, fucking no one. Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, starring Ben Schwartz as the eponymous hedgehog. Uh, James Marsden it's as t- Tom. <laughs> Wachowski? I'm sorry. <laughs> Tom Wachowski. No, it just says Tom on <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess it's Tom Wachowski. Well, I thought I was making shit up. <laughs> no, you're just saying names. Uh, Mike Wachowski. <laughs> I, oh, that's <sighs> so weird. My brain is doing the same thing. Mike Wachowski. Oh fuck! The cop in the uh, in the, 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 the the cop that he's trying to train on the phone. His name is Wade Whipple. I didn't know Whipple. I feel like last names don't really come up in this. It must have just been in the script. I remember seeing it on his badge on his shirt. Right, right, right. Okay, so James Marsden plays the, I guess, the the not Sonic main character. Like um, sheriff of this small town called Green Hills. Yeah, interesting. That will come up later. Um, and then Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Uh, I guess Tika Sumpter is the next main character with um, playing uh, Tom's... Partner, not cop partner, domestic partner. 
<laughs> not his wife or anything, right? It's just his girlfriend, I think. I don't know. I thought they were... Maybe they are whatever. married. I, think, I thought they were Who married. It doesn't gives matter. gives a fuck? All right, this movie's about a blue fucking hedgehog that's <laughs> in a video game normally. And somehow it has made three times its budget back. Really? Yeah. Damn. Okay, I was wondering if this flopped. No. It must have been... I, you know what? I, I Legit, I think the reanimation was a marketing thing and it, it worked. God damn. Because if that hadn't happened, do you reckon they would have made three times the budget back? No, probably not. I reckon they got so many Sonic, more people. Sonic looks way better in the movie now that they reanimated him, but yep. holy fuck, do I want to see him reanimated fucked. Just so monstrous. I want to see the... Fu- so in the in Every the, shining human tooth in his weird little fucking mouth. For all of you out there that don't know what I'm talking about. I feel like if you've ever listened to an episode of this podcast, you do, but yes, let's... Sonic let's is a blue hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> um... Sonic what, the Hedgehog like is a, a video life... game character from like the 80s what, or 90s. What, I was joking. I'm not explaining who right. Sonic is. I, what feels like a lifetime ago, they released their first like teaser trailer for the Sonic movie. And in addition to us being like, holy fuck, there's a live action Sonic movie. Um, Sonic looked fucking monstrous. Well, before he that, had, we like, found out that Jim Carrey was in it. Yeah, which was G- like, exactly. Jim Carrey's Dr. Eggman. Um yeah, I remember there are a whole bunch of old episodes where it's, you'd be like, Jim Carrey is Dr. Eggman. Remember when we thought that was weird? And then like two days ago, it was like, ah, oh, Tom Hanks has coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like the world's really grinding to a It halt. does, doesn't it? Um, the son- the original Sonic in the anime, in the trailer that everyone hated, had like human teeth. Yeah. And like weird human, a little human human body. And it looked weird. weird. Human legs and a like, weirdly muscular human torso. Little beady eyes. Like it was really strange. Yep. Like it looked a lot more like a hedgehog, but also a, like a lot more. It was like human. they. It was like they perfectly split their wicket between, uh, him being a, him being a three D version of exactly what the two D Sonic looks like. Yeah. And. Them trying to do a Lion King style, let's actually make this look like a real hedgehog, <laughs> which obviously wouldn't work. That was so weird. So, but then also like a the fly style. I was going to say it's a like human they, being was yeah. mixed in there. In the yeah. fucking metamorphosis. God damn. So it, was, it just looked horrifying. So yeah, it looked absolutely gross. Anyway, we we don't think uh, we don't think anyone that's listening to this is really going to give a fuck about the spoilers of the. Plot. So we <laughs> thought we'd just kind of go through it blow by blow. Oh yeah, we'll just ruin let this you know what happens. You. So if you haven't seen this movie and you really give a shit about the plot, we're just gonna walk through it. Um, There's not much plot to walk through there anyway. Isn't really too much. So I guess it's just more about the salient moments that happen in this. And yeah, again, this is weird because if you know what Sonic is, this whole thing was a weird experience. If you don't know what Sonic is, um. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird movie. It's a kid's movie. It's a bit like trying to explain Detective Pikachu to someone who doesn't know what Pokemon are. Yeah, I, I never thought that I'd go in, go into any movie coming out of it being like, Detective Pikachu was better than that. Yeah. I think Detective Pikachu was a lot fucking better than that. Oh, this. really? Oh, I think the other way around. Really? Yeah, interesting. You thought this movie had like a redeeming feature? Yeah. I think as a kid's movie, it was like pretty good. I suppose so. I think it was, uh, in the, but in the same way that like Detective Pikachu as a kid's movie was pretty good. I literally heard the five-year-old next to me predict shit that was happening in the movie <laughs> before it happened. Yep. Uh, there is it, one, one thing that this was not trying... I think it was a lot funnier than the Detective Pikachu movie. I will say that. I, Detective no, I, Pikachu I, I thought was the Detective unfunny Pikachu... as shit. I don't remember 
thinking that? It was like, um, so that's a thing, style humor. Because this was genuinely funny only when Jim Carrey was on screen. Jimmy, it was really great to yeah. see. I'm sure you would love that. You were a oh, yeah. big fan of Jim Carrey. That's back in my Tom stuff. Shady act. Yeah. Jim Carrey, <laughs> like little child within me, laughing at him. Yeah, yeah. he's the way he moves and his he body is like no one, other. One, one iota short of like motorboating someone in this movie. <laughs> He's back back on his bullshit. It's very good. And he the way he moves his body and contorts his shit is like no one else. No. It's ridiculous. He's he's so unique. Even just his as emotion. Like he, he's able to he just gives you whiplash with his emotional changes. Yeah. Um it's brilliant. Yeah, it's very good. He's a very good actor. Yeah. Well <laughs> he's a good comedian. Yeah, okay. No, he's a great actor. He's good in the uh, He's Eternal a good Sunshine. comic actor. Have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No, I haven't. Fuck, but I've seen like, me, myself, and Irene, and a couple of other ones that are that he's sort of more serious. In. I didn't realize and also the Truman Show. Yeah. Um, Anywho, let's yeah. let's have your blow by blow summary of Sonic. So the movie opens with um, <laughs> it it uh, it does the classic move of opening where it finishes with a yeah. Zroop. You're probably wondering oh how I got here. <laughs> hey, that's me, the blue hedgehog. He's, <laughs> he's being chased by... Uh, I wrote down Jim Egg because I, guess I couldn't <laughs> figure out what to call him. Oh, first Egg of all, Man. though, it does the Columbia pictures or whatever with the stars going oh, over the lake yeah, with yeah, their yeah. rings. <laughs> and then it goes into a very brave... Uh, like this is a Sega Cinematic Universe production. Oh kind yeah, of thing. it does the Marvel thing, but with Sega. And you're like, it's oh really, really? I gotta getting say, a little bit comfortable here, aren't we, Sega? You reckon you're gonna do twenty of these, do you? The Sega noise, like the Sega, Sega. fucking rules. I heard. I used I to listen to song. on Kamel's video game podcast. They, I learned listening to that Mr. ages Nanjami, ago. Yes, that app- <laughs> that apparently, um, that was a huge thing about Sega over the fucking Super Nintendo yeah. was that it said like Sega with a real human voice. You can do real humans. And that yeah. took up no the word Sega on each cartridge took up a huge amount of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like ten percent of the cartridge yeah, was the word it's Sega. Like if the cartridge had eight megabytes it was like a megabyte. Two yeah. megabytes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very good. So um okay it opens with yeah, him being d- chased by him being chased by um Jim Carrey who's like piloting this ship through a city like Avengers Endgame style. Yeah. Um like civilians being killed left oh, and yeah. right, I suppose. Everywhere. Probably. Um, There's a lot of yeah. Superman parallels that are about to come up as well. Right. Not just and that. so it freeze frames and he's like mm. Let me take a couple of steps back. And then it uh, kind of like jumps back to him. Um, <laughs> oh, I wrote down. I can't remember what it was because I saw it a little while back. Unfortunately, you saw. It I just today, saw it today. There is four a hours civil ago. war joke in the opening line of this movie. Do you remember what the opening line was? No, I can't remember. But I feel like it's um, uh, yeah, that sort of set the tone for the humor for me. Where I was like, that's. Is that a civil war <laughs> joke? There's a lot of really There's strange a lot of like jokes. strangely adult humor in this movie that just sort of like doesn't really land, but it's funny because it's so out of place. Oh yeah, th- there's a bit in the movie where um they have a running gag that uh James Marsden, the sheriff, the human command character, James Marsden's character's wife, um, they go visit the wife's sister in 
um, oh, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she, the running joke that she doesn't think that James Marston's any good for her sister, and it's like, which we you, get no evidence of. You, so no, not at all. She's just uh, being horrible to him. So like, you gotta, you gotta dump this this guy's ass. You gotta get rid of him. He's no good for Fuck you. This guy, you off. deserve a better man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um, he does like the first bad thing he's done in the whole movie, and the sister goes like, D I B O R C E. Yeah, it's um, quite strange. And the five-year-old next to me was like, "What does that spell?" <laughs> Five is a bit. Young, and I maybe swear to God, probably. I heard his dad go, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> I almost wanted to tell him. Divorce. <laughs> yeah. It's when your parents don't love each other anymore. <laughs> it's what's your fault, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you did it. You did it because you complained too much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very good. So, okay. They rewind back in time to a uh, very creepy-looking baby Sonic. Oh, yeah. Stra- stra- really stra- really weird. Really weird. Um, who's, like, running around Green Hill Zone. Now, Green Hill Zone is the first level in the first Sonic video. Sonic. Already, is that what it's called? Green Hill Zone? Green Hill Zone. That's Already weird. No, but is that what they call the island in the movie? Yeah. I think because so. then there's also no, a sp- I think it's never referred to. Right, I think the name then the of, town is called Green Hills. Right, so and I think weird. that's what's weird about it. Is that they just never mentioned that that's the case. <laughs> he just went to a place that's like, oh, that's weird. The place I came from is also called this. Never yeah. comes up. Um, but they go back to the actual Green Hill Zone. So he's running around. It looks like it does in a video game, but in real life, in real in three D, full, fully rendered three D. Yep. And uh, he runs up to like I don't know his like mentor character. I wasn't clear on whether or not. Um, so uh, this giant owl called Longclaw. I wasn't clear on whether or not that's an actual character from the video games or. Uh, I would assume it, it would be fucking ludicrous yeah, if I they invented this. Like, and it looks like a real owl, which is quite strange. Like Sonic yeah. doesn't look like a real hedgehog, but this thing looks exactly like a normal owl. Um, and then uh, he gets chased by a bunch of like bad. Uh, Echidnas. So already it launch it ratchets up the like dark shit that's happening in this movie a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, oh Sonic's this cute little baby that can run fast to like people want to murder him yeah, so he's his being powers. Hunted for his crystals. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, then the owl because right, he can run really fast and that's not normal. No. So they want to try and like, yeah, suck the magic out of him. And so this owl, he's like it's it tries to establish within like three seconds that this owl is like his parental mentor figure by literally saying Longcore is my <laughs> Ben Kenobi. Right. I don't Which know if you remember nuts. that. Yeah, it was a bit I weird do. already. Um, and then Making a Star Wars reference for like 10-year-olds. Yeah, right. But so then literally says like, oh, well, L- Longclaw is my Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I think it's and Ben then, Kenobi, right? Uh, wh- whoever Which it is. makes even less sense because if you haven't seen the prequels, <laughs> you probably don't know who Ben Kenobi is. <laughs> so like that's a joke for the parents in the audience, I guess. I'm not going to double down on criticizing their Star Wars reference. Sure. But then literally, I think 30 seconds later, they kill Longclaw. Yep. Um, just like Ben, just like just, just like Uncle Ben, just, <laughs> just like Obi Wan Kenobi. But then, so then there's this weird like Bambi ass Obi Wan Kenobi ass like Sonic is responsible for the death of his mum. You moment. don't have time to that, process that that's meant to be an emotional beat. Happens within a happens within the first three minutes of this right. movie. I reckon so you're supposed to get the you're supposed to get uh, the emotional relationship between Sonic and this fucking yep. owl thing, and then you watch. The owl be like, no, we gotta run, and then they well, get shot down within ten seconds. The emotional and then the pace owl of this is movie like, gotta go fast. So I think the most important thing: who gives a shit that the they old have the owl rings? Carks it. The rings are what's important. So it turns out that in the game, the rings are currency that you collect as you run through. In this, the rings, each ring is its own, like, basically Stargate, like, teleportation device that you can th- think of a place, throw the ring, and it, like, 
opens into this big portal that you can jump into. Yeah. Um, and, and as long the, the as you're says like, of the place, you'll be collecting these a lot. These will be your most important possession. Right. And so he gets this pouch of rings and he has to jump through and he, I, fl- he flees to Earth. I love that this movie tries to explain why he's collecting rings. <laughs> yeah, it's very good, right? Um, it's uh, it's just sort of... It's uh, like Solo explaining why he has that fucking gun yeah, and why exactly. they call it Chewie. They, they like, sort of stop a bit short of where Solo yeah. gets to of explaining every single thing. Yeah. They don't explain... Th- so like, there's this joke that comes from the animated series that he... Um, he really loves chili dogs. One of the Sonic animes really like it's a character really? thing that they gave him that he loves chili dogs. <laughs> I'm not making that up. It's it's, <laughs> That's we- really weird. it's weird. And like at one point in this movie, he eats a hot dog and he says it's really nice. And it's like, is that a chili dog reference? So it's it goes like very specific at certain points to explain right. to allude to the other extended universe shit right but then it does it in a really weird way where you're not sure if it's a coincidence or not I didn't even get anyway. that so I'm not excluded by I only know that from other of... podcasts that I've listened to <laughs> I'm not that much of a Sonic <laughs> fan okay so then we're introduced to uh, whoever the fuck the other character is James Marsden the, the, yeah, right. the sheriff guy the cop the oh, so main, that was the main supporting of, character so that was a bit I was talking about before where you get this like Sonic responsible for the death of his parent which is a um, Superman thing when Superman comes oh, to Earth. Oh, true, true, uh, true. Clark Kent's dad dies. Got to be. He's got to be sent away. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the owl says like the only way that you can be saved is by hiding forever. They're like Jesus, right? But that's also what Superman does. Right. That's what Clark Kent okay. does. It's like don't use your powers. You got to be. You got. You got. The only way you can be safe and is to hide in and, and not hurt all those around you is by hiding. Right. Never using your powers and always be running. Okay. And I thought like, fucking hell. Wow, they've really ripped it off because that is exactly what happens. He goes to Earth and he can never really like... Oh, I was quoting the Sonic movie there, but that's what happens yeah, in yeah, Superman yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah, right. So um, that that's the basic premise. So he, uh, we then see uh, James Marsden uh, bored shitless with a speed camera just sitting there pointing a radar gun I didn't out of mind his car. That. It's, yeah, it's no. fun scene. Uh, he was bored shitless. I wasn't bored shitless. <laughs> uh, he points it at a turtle, um, and it obviously reads very, very little, and that will come back in a sec. So then Sonic speeds past. It reads like 300 miles an hour. He's like, what the fuck was that? I think he picks up the blue hair at that point. Yeah, well, Sonic rice races past a few times and like races behind the car to see what the speed goes reading. So he's like looking at his high score. And this movie, this is the first instance of it. It does it a bunch. I'll only talk about it once. Of like characters just not, not, reacting to things in a very human way. No, exactly. Because this blue flash goes past his radar gun at like 300 miles an hour. Twice. Or whatever it is. T- multiple times. And he's not like, I'm going insane. I have to go and check myself in a hospital because I think I'm having a stroke. Either that or what I thought was reality possible is completely he broken. Goes, and he's that? like, it's pretty weird. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and so that's when he picks up this blue Sonic hair that's falling yeah, off Sonic. and exactly the same thing happens later when he actually sees Sonic. He's way too quick to just be immediately fine with it. But yeah. that's all... You can't have one of these movies if you don't do that. So I'm starting to realize that, that they just all do that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so the thing... Then there's a scene with Sonic uh, picking up the turtle and being like, I'm going to uh, give you... The fastest ride you'll ever have in his entire life. And then there's like 30 seconds of Sonic just running with this turtle. <laughs> to Queens, don't stop me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, 
wouldn't the turtle's neck just break? <laughs> I don't know. What? It's all right. Yeah, it's like it doesn't know how to conserve its momentum magically. I feel like if you were holding its shell and you just ran at like a million miles an hour, its head would just like <laughs> What, the, the G-forces? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't happen. And he puts the turtle down and it's like clearly traumatized. He saves it from being run over. That's right. Because Sonic really loves animals, so that I guess that's a reference to it. So he saves it from being run. Does away. he? And then he runs. Yeah. So he, he runs on his way to his man cave, and Sonic has a man cave where he's accumulated all of these, stolen all this shit, all of this human shit. And at this point, it's revealed to us a bunch of. We get a bunch of direct exposition, which is that he's not really ever actually talked to any human beings. He's just so, sort of stalked them. So we get introductions to the people, other than. Uh, James Marsden. James Marsden, who he Sonic refers to as Donut Lord. Um, <laughs> we get introduced to James Marsden, his girlfriend, who Sonic refers to as Pretzel Lady. Because she has then, yoga on the front front porch. Or right, whatever. turns herself into a pretzel, and he does it ah. from the bushes watching them, which is again creepy. And he like he feels like he's friends with them because he watches their movie nights. He'll like sit behind them and like watch them watch Speed and right. shit like that. And then the most morally questionable thing in the entire film, which is. This mentally ill dude in the city who Sonic just fucks with <laughs> to the point where he reveals himself to this guy and the guy's seen him and he draws pictures of him and tries to tell people that Sonic exists and he's been like completely ostracized as a result of this. So it's Is a, he mentally ill? Like town, I just thought he yeah, was it's like just the town crazy paranoid schizophrenic that everyone's like just ignore him. He'll go away eventually. And Sonic's like, everyone thinks this guy's crazy because he knows I'm real. He <laughs> just has never done anything to rectify. No, I, I thought he was a normal old guy, but they only think he's crazy because he, well, yeah, he thinks about Sonic. Yeah, he thinks right. Sonic's real. So maybe he's not it's actually real, but I think he's been dr- slowly driving. <laughs> it's been driving him crazy that he's yeah. seen this thing. Anyway. Yeah. And that is a reference. So at, the picture that he holds up is Sanic, the, the picture that. It's like the famous DeviantArt picture. I don't know if you've ever seen no. it, but it, that's a famous internet joke. Um, if you Google Sanic, it's this bad, bad painting of Sonic. <laughs> Fine. Um, and, and this dude I think it's pretty it funny that they, yeah, this. If you Google <laughs> Sanic, you'll see what I'm talking about. And that's the, it's an internet meme from like back in 2004. Um, that's this bad DeviantArt photo of Sonic. Um, with the words "Come on, step it up" next to him, <laughs> and uh, the old guy holds up that picture, which is pretty. It was pr- a pretty meta joke. That rocks. Um, yeah. So then we we're introduced to the, I guess, the supporting tier of characters, um, and then cut to James Marsden and his girlfriend talking about the San Francisco Police Department. Um, Oh, there's also, a lot of just before that, so, during this like weird period of downtime, um, Sonic is like very much like the Blue Watchman. He has this um insane ability to like, th- where the, he he just has like he exists outside the realms of normal physics, and he's like very contemplatively watching humans go about their business, <laughs> and kind of like I don't know, I feel like, like Doctor Manhattan. Or yeah, some shit. yeah, yeah. He has like the the same like ability level as Doctor Manhattan. Does he? he? Well, pretty much. Like he can sort of, uh, m- like freeze time, move well, shit around. He's only like, freezing time because he can move so quickly. Yeah, but that means he can freeze else. time indefinitely and just kind of like I don't know, fuck off to the moon or something. Uh, he yeah. can't freeze time. He can almost freeze time. He's just moving really quickly. Yeah, that's for him, freezing time. 
he can't <laughs> this, like freestyle. This is the podcast. It's relative, now. right? Anyway, I just thought it was funny how much and he just him like standing there like watching people go about their business, being like, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. <laughs> <laughs> it just gave me a real Doctor Manhattan vibe. Yeah, right. Because they're both blue. Sonic's got. And also, Sonic's got a huge donger, <laughs> <laughs> which you see multiple times throughout the movie because he yeah. doesn't think it's important to cover it up. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition where yeah. uh, you learn about uh, the James next bit is yeah San, the San Francisco Police Department application yeah. that he's put in is successful. So yeah, so James Martin James Martin sick of being a cop in a small town. He wants to be in a cop in a big city. He wants to be a real fascist. Hell yeah. So he uh, applies to a big police department. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he it's successful. There's this gag where they both, um, his wife has bought two cakes and she puts, <laughs> she puts the cake on the counter and it's the wrong one and it says like San Francisco sucks anyway. Yeah. And he's like, really? And she's like, whoop, guess that was the wrong cake <laughs> and like pulls out the other one and it says like, congratulations. <laughs> And he's like, you never doubted me, did you? And she's like, never. Not once, ever. Um, pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty funny. Almost funny, <laughs> almost some might al- say. Some would, some would say it was almost funny. Yeah. Um, and no, then fuck this movie. And then, then, then she goes like, <laughs> then she goes like, don't you remember what you did for me when I was in vet school? Oh, yeah, and he right. says, oh, that's right. I got three jobs to support you. And yep. she's like, that's right. So I'm gonna support you. This me buying this cake. Your that's, dream. That's me working three jobs, baby. Mm. Right. Um. So the next scene is Sonic, uh, playing baseball by himself. He watches kids play baseball all fucking day. Right. And then he has the, the real. Yeah, right. So he, exactly. He's watching from the bleachers and he's like, God, I wish I could do that. And then you see him and it's this it's this weird scene they do where they, uh, it's, it's kind of clever, I guess, where they get to have him interact with a bunch of people that are himself and he plays a bunch of different characters. Sonic um, is quick enough that he's able to be everyone on the baseball field. Right. He's the pitcher, so, he's the batter, he's the keeper, he's the fucking baseman. But the winner. batter is like overly confident. The pitcher's like... Um, very timid, and then the outfielder is like the snoozy one that's like not paying attention to anything. Space so he's like, thing, yeah. he's inventing these characters for himself. It's it, he's playing very much like a kid does, and then he um uh he also he gets so bummed gets out so about how angry, alone he is, right? That he ends up running in a circle so fast that he triggers an EMP blast <laughs> that like knocks out most of the country. <laughs> yeah, he has some crazy ass like blue shockwave thing that like knocks out like half the country. Yeah, like lightning comes down from the sky and strikes him, and then the fu- or maybe goes up to the sky mm. and just like yeah, knocks out most of the country. And the government is like, "What the fuck was that?" It pretty much hard cuts to like the Pentagon Situation <laughs> yeah. Room, and they're like, "We got to call him." They're like, "No, we can't call him." No. Uh, yeah, we, we gotta do we've it. Gotta call but he's crazy. And they turn the camera. Him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut to um the scene from the trailer where Jim Jim Carrey like fucking silly walks his way down the steps of the <laughs> lorry as it pulls up onto the Green Hill fucking football stadium. And then it has like the the scene was that was almost entirely in the trailer where he yeah he tries to like alpha this dude that's in <laughs> charge by rocking up and being like who's in charge I'm in charge. <laughs> And, um, What's your name? No one cares. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that was the least funny bit, I think. And it felt like just trailer material. But um, it was still wasn't bad. Like, I think if, I don't know, were you in a, in a cinema with a kid other than the five-year-old? I was in a cinema fucking full, full of, of children. children. So Holy you absolutely shit. absolutely have the coronavirus. <laughs> um, did, were they laughing? How was the crowd response? Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of, there was a lot of like... Um, there's a little like, who's that, mummy? And like, 
a lot of so that. It must have been pretty young kids. Yeah, I, d- I feel I d- like I if don't you're really like remember. eight or older, you'll get this shit. I don't remember it being like a riotous right, time okay, of the cinema. I feel like they were laughing at all the slapstick shit. So then, <coughs> I think Jim Carrey's character was a bit of an asshole in the movie. So like, yeah, maybe it was kind of hard like to that. like him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, oh, also at one point, so sorry, you, you find out that Sonic has a lot of other options of places that he can go. It's the it, he, the, the next place that he needs to go for some reason is this Mushroom Kingdom. His, his just, owl mum like gave him a shitty piece, of, like a serviette with like, go to Earth, and if you fuck up Earth and they find you, then go to this next one, and if they right. find you there, then go to this next Was one. Was that a stab at Mario, Mushroom Kingdom? Because that's like Mushroomy Kingdom is the first Mario level. Oh, maybe, I, I don't know. I may, I've never played Sonic, maybe this next one. I was curious. Um, Okay, so then, yeah, Robotnik, uh, or I guess his name is Doctor. It's Doctor Robotnik, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and that's his, that's Sonic's motivation to not fuck Earth up because it says like the next one I go to go to the mush is the mushroom thing, and I hate mushrooms. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> you his hate motivation. mushrooms, yeah. right, and he also right. wants to, he likes where he is. He like he feels like yeah. he's made friends. Um. So then, yeah, uh, Doctor Robotnik sends out a fucking heap of like egg shaped drones, um, that go and search for they're like. But they actually look fucking sick. Every yeah. all of the tech to do with Robotnik in this movie has a really strong art style. It does. It really looks cool. really cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he sends that all. Sonic realizes that he's being pursued, so he has to leave his cave behind. The drone. He's gotta like say goodbye to all of his earthly possessions. Yeah, and the drone instantly finds one footprint. And, <laughs> and it's like, this is a hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. D- D- Jim Carrey is like, ah, oh, from this footprint, I've ex- extrapolated that it is an alien. Oh, that's right. So we're looking we for see this that p- he's like, because he says, I'm like the smartest human being alive, basically. Yeah. And so he like, yeah, runs this big search and is like, I've run through every single database and this isn't like from any other animal in the planet. Yeah. And he asks a question of his assistant dude and his assistant dude is like, um, I don't know. And he's like, of course you don't know because you're an idiot <laughs> because everyone's an idiot but me. It's um, very much that style of humor. Yeah. Hard cut to Sonic running away and he runs to James Marsden's house. Right. He's got so these he ring- grabs a bag of rings. He's got this bag of rings and he's like, I've got to find a safe place to like make a portal and fuck off out of Earth because the whole army's after me and this is crazy. Right. And so he goes to James Marsden's house um, uh, and makes some bumpy ass noise in the garage, and James Marsden comes out to find him with a trank gun. And Marsden's obsessed with killing raccoons. <laughs> yeah, because the re- he fucking hates raccoons. The raccoons keep knocking his bins over, so he right. goes to chase Sonic. Thinking and his he's wife's a, a vet, and so he's like, "Honey, where's your trank gun?" And she's like, "Are you gonna shoot raccoons?" And he's like, "I promise I will not shoot raccoons. I'm gonna shoot the raccoon." <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, so he tranks Sonic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's where the the famous meow scene from the trailer comes in, where uh, James Austin busts in on him, and Sonic's like meow, and he shoots him. <laughs> Which like it's not funny in the way that they intended, but it's quite funny. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, I um, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. Oh, so and the the reason that's actually important is because right beforehand, Sonic is thinking of going to, um, so Sonic's. About to throw the ring and imagine the place, and then this dude busts in and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah. shit!" And he throws the ring, and, and then the dude has like San Francisco and on James his Franco t-shirt? for whatever reason because James he's about Franco. to move. James Franco, James Marsden for whatever reason because he's about to move to San Francisco, is wearing a shirt that says, "I'm off to San Francisco," <laughs> yeah. and Sonic's like. San Francisco as he's passing <laughs> out from the tranks and so the ring like thinks that's what he was thinking of and yep. just appears as San Francisco and the ring bag 
falls in. And so you see the ring yeah. bag fall <laughs> down, <laughs> land on the top of a skyscraper in San Francisco. Also, I love that his ring thing would have fucking teleported him a kilometre in the air above San Francisco. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's so weird the way these things work. There's just yeah. no logic to it. Anyway, um, yeah, so he... Uh, it just fucking the ring bag falls through, so Sonic's fucked because he doesn't have any rings to transport himself with. His whole ring bag falls through, and assumedly the they're like one use only. I guess so. Because so, like, he, he really re- starts pissing the rings away. Yeah, by the I, he really well. does. Exactly. Um, so, so he's stuck in this little shitty town, and right. his bag of rings is in San Francisco. Right. So he knows he has to get him. to San Francisco. This is our plot. Here's the plot. Right. He has to get to San Francisco. So then. Um, Eggman comes into the house. Right, so... And he's like... Marston's got Sonic in a cage, and he, he wakes up and starts talking to him. Yeah. And then Eggman... Right, Robotnik shows up to yeah. his house. And James Marston's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I followed the any energy signatures or whatever. Here, here I am. Let me into your house. And James Marston's like, no. Why would I do that? Yeah. No. Yeah. And they have the weirdest interaction I've ever seen in a kid's movie. Yeah. Which is where, like... What are they talking about? Soy? Or something? Soy. Somehow they start talking about soy milk, right? And he uh, says, I was breastfed, actually. Yeah. I was breastfed, actually. Nice. <laughs> in a kid's film. In a kid's film. And he follows it up by, like, oh, rub that in my orphan face, <laughs> why don't you? But there's a long enough pause that, like, I thought they just it's went. Just how good is it? How good are titties? Imagine being breastfed, mate. Fucking good work. <laughs> very nice. How good is being breastfed? It was very funny. And then I followed it up. But I feel like everybody knew. Yeah. Even just making a breastfeeding joke <laughs> in a kid's film. Fucking weird. <laughs> like, I couldn't pick the tone of this movie. Like, it's weird. How much they were Disney style trying to market it to the adults as well. Um, because it felt like the jokes that were jokes in this movie weren't just like, teehee, oh, I recognize that that's a bit of a sex joke. They were like really fucking swinging for the fences of like, almost <laughs> like plane style, like all of the planes dying in the Civil War, <laughs> or like dying in World War Two. That's crazy. Shit that only your parents would get. Anyway, um, okay, so yeah, Robotnik comes to his house, he tries to search him, and then <laughs> James Marsden just beats the shit out of a federal <laughs> officer yeah. and leaves him knocked out cold in his home. Punches him in the face and runs. Goes on the lamb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. The so pace then so- of this goes from zero to 100 so fucking so quick. This is within a day. Uh, James Marsden gets the letter saying, oh, yeah, you've been accepted into the police department. We got, you got to we got to give you some forms and you got to pass a background check. But, yeah, we're... Pleased to say that we're going to offer you the job. To yeah, yeah. a day later, Sonic's like, we got to go to San Francisco right now to get my rings back. And J- James Bowser's like, okay, yep. let's go. And just fucking goes. Oh, that, that's right. Right before this, when they were talking about it, there's an anal probing joke. Because Sonic, Sonic, he thinks Sonic's oh, yeah. an alien. And he just makes an anal probe joke. <laughs> and then Sonic goes, like, me either. I'm not even wearing pants or something. It'll be oh, easier yeah. for me. It's weirdly like they double down on an anal probing joke. He's it's like... Fucking strange. It's like I'm not really in the right place to be getting anal probe, right. be, to be getting probed right now. And so I was like, I'm not even wearing pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I'd right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's wild. I forgot about that. So, that yeah. is really weird. It's so weird, man. Like, like th- just I had to write these down because I was like, this keeps happening. <laughs> so the an- there was an anal probe joke immediately followed by the breastfeeding joke. It was yeah. really, I was like, God, what is happening in this movie? And in between those two things is a very obvious ad for Olive Garden. <laughs> I don't think that I was gonna, no. That's right at the very end. No, there's two. I think because I wrote down that there's multiple Olive Garden ads. 
The bit at the end with Olive Garden is them saying it would be shit to receive an Olive Garden. No, thing, he's on the it. phone with his wife, and they say it, that that's what the, the that's the bit where he's like, he says like, um, do they have an Olive Garden there or something? And she's like, mm, Olive Garden. Well, you know when you're there, and he says your family. He like finishes <laughs> the Olive Garden <laughs> really? slogan. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm surprised you missed I it. I completely forgot that, that happens between those two jokes. So Jesus. it's really fucking weird. His wife anyway fucks off to San Francisco. That afternoon to go and look at houses and live with uh, yeah he's and she's crashed like with, her with her sister yeah and then like the next day the next day um, Sonic's like we gotta go to San Francisco and James Bond's like okay let's go right and like I guess they're packed now so on exactly like on this day he has learned about the existence of creatures other than humans that are sentient and immediately chooses to disobey federal orders. Uh, assault someone to the point where he could be imprisoned for it and fucking go on the run from authorities to try yeah. and help out this fucking alien this thing. This police officer. Yeah, right. This Exactly, this cop. Who's just received a letter saying you get your dream job as long as you don't commit any crimes. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, um, that's very strange. The rant that Kerry goes on on the doorstep is, like, some, I think the funniest bit in the whole movie. Just his like physical acting during that scene fucking cracked me up. Where he goes, he goes on about like, um, he he treats him like a hick, and so he does this bit which ends with him being like, "While well, you were playing in a jug band," <laughs> <laughs> and he mimes like <laughs> he mimes blowing, on a, blowing jug. on a jug for like ten seconds. <laughs> What made it into the final edit of this movie <laughs> is nuts. <laughs> Jim Carrey is very good at this. It's really funny. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So then they so they they're actually on the run from authorities, but um it, they turn it into a road trip scene where they stop at a biker bar, which seems like a normal bar, but then it, they walk in and immediately realize that um uh it's a biker bar. And so like a fight breaks out, so they end up getting in a bar fight. And also at the same time, Sonic is talking about... His bucket list. His, yeah, for whatever reason, they've decided to introduce another complication in this movie where James Marsden has said, like, oh, like, what's on your bucket list, right? And right. Sonic's like, what's a bucket list? And then immediately when James Marsden's like, oh, it's like stuff you've always wanted to do, Sonic's like, oh, that, and rattles off like 50 like things. Like 50 of them. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I know he moves fast, but he moves fast at everything. Mm. That's I think that's the thing that gives him the Manhattan feel, is he thinks fast. <laughs> and so, like, he can yeah. always outsmart you because he has a theoretically infinite amount of time <laughs> to think about what he's doing. Yeah, and right. then the biggest superhero moment happens. This bar fight breaks out. And it's a, it's a weird pastiche scene with lots of different moments of him ticking stuff off his bucket but list. But, uh, yeah, he crosses stuff off the bucket list. So, literally, literally... He'll be, like, play a sport and he'll, like, play darts. And yeah. he's like, I've done it. Or he does plays a basketball arcade game. Yeah. Right. Or it's, like, uh, tame an animal and he rides on the fucking bucking Bucking ball, ball yeah. Thing. Um, or, it's like, score a slam dunk and he does it in the arcade. 49 game. of the 50 things on his list he does in this one bar. Right. And it's because also he's, like, I object, he's childlike. Yeah. Uh, also, I object to the fact that James Marsden said, stay in the car because I don't want anyone to see you because you're a fucking blue hedgehog. Right, um, you, you make people question their own mortality. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just goes into the he goes into the into this into this biker bar, Clark Kent style with a cowboy wearing hat. Wearing the equivalent of like a Groucho mask. Yeah, wearing a, a cowboy hat and sunglasses. Yep. And no one bats an eyelid. No one bats an eyelid. Yep. And then he takes off the cowboy hat and sunglasses, and right. still everyone is fine. Well, someone addresses it at some point, and they're just like, oh, he's a person with a skin disorder or something. And they're like, 
Okay. No, like yeah. he's a fucking cartoon yeah, character. It's very weird. It drives me, it drove me nuts yep. the whole time. Like, well, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how fast it's accepted. Like, it's um crazy fast. It can't be. Oh, you gotta <laughs> uh, do that. So he um yeah, it, it, there must be either the people on screen are seeing something different to what you're seeing, or um it's breaking their brains and they just can't really process it. So. Anyway, so they have this massive scene where they're like they're line dancing, they're uh, doing sports, they're getting drunk. They're um, I think James Marsden is getting drunk. Yeah. He isn't. Um, and then a bar fight breaks out, and like start a bar fight was on his bucket list, <laughs> which I is think strange a common for bucket a children's I, character. That is weird, actually. Yeah. Like bar people get <laughs> fucked up in bar fights. That's like I want to see someone get glass. Was he? People- yeah, he literally tries. Sonic tries to glass. The oh guy. yeah. Sonic, Sonic gets a beer yeah, bottle and, like, and tries to crack him. it over someone's head like three him. times. Right. So then he does this thing, which yeah, is Sonic already tries in to gl- Sonic yeah, tries, he tries to, glass to glass someone in a bar in this kid's movie. It's a kid's movie, yeah. So he does the thing from one of the X-Men movies where he uh, runs around really fast and uh, rearranges. So in the midst of this bar fight, he basically freezes time. That is just that goes scene from that X-Men yeah, movie, it is. isn't it? He goes and sets up all this... Um, or sets up all these things like so if someone's throwing a punch and he'll like move their fist so that it um punches someone else punches or someone or else in the yeah. face. Uh and then yeah, so it's got like it's it's got the same like preservation of angular momentum. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because um if you moved someone's fist that fast, their wrist would just like f- break Snap, and fly yeah. off. And I really wish that that I think even in the X Men movie, what, it would have been cool Sonic if that just happened. ripped someone's Sonic, fists so off. So what should have happened in this scene is that Sonic does all that clever shit and then decides to start moving at normal pace. And what he sees is like from Cabin in the Woods, where the room just explodes <laughs> in blood, <laughs> oh, just clouds of limbs <laughs> flying everywhere, and because a, th- a thin red mist. Yeah, exactly. Because like and like people's throats getting cut and stuff <laughs> because of all this shit that he's lined up. Um, but actually, everyone just like basically like. Uh, like Marx Brothers style, like ends up like tripping over backwards, like three Stooges themselves knocked yeah. out cold, and then they kind of run out. Yeah. So then, yeah, they move on. Uh, they end up staying in a hotel room. They they bond Sonic, a little bit. Sonic. Uh, the next the next note here is that Sonic does a Fortnite dance. Oh, he flosses like multiple times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he does the little like arms back and forward. Is that what that is? It's the called flossing. flossing. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, I think because you're flossing between your between your nuts. <laughs> um, so he, yeah, so he does Fortnite dance multiple times. Um, there's also a Twitch stream gag in this movie, like a live streaming yeah. gag. And I think that's the first time I've ever heard of a live streaming gag. Not like this all is going to end up on YouTube. Yeah. It's like we should live stream it or something like that. It's they um, make some, like a full Twitch stream. The gag. robot camera um, is following them and Sonic looks down the barrel of the camera and says like hi I'm Sonic and welcome to my live stream oh that's right yeah 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 yeah. and And I thought like like, the target audience for this film watches shit like that that's actually like a real like kids would have gotten that there was a lot of like really I think that's gonna date really quickly though there's a lot of shit like that where they made like an Amazon joke with the drones like there was a joke (laughs) where the drones pop out and they're like can you believe Amazon's gonna deliver parcels with this right and like Probably an ad for Amazon, right? I don't think so. I reckon so. These killer drones have to ask that are shooting people a with a machine gun? Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh, and they're like, maybe. this is Amazon. Yeah. Get the audience young, though. They don't understand the horrifying <laughs> implications of it, but they do know what Amazon is, and they know that they deliver you stuff. Anyway. um, 
So after this bar fight, they go to the, the, they go to the hotel room. They, and they go to the hotel, the hotel room, room. Right, and they have like a sleeping sleepover, falling asleep conversation, and they're like, "You're uh, my friend now, or right. whatever." Or he's like, "Oh no, the the one thing I want." Oh yeah, James is- Marsden gets pissed at him because he has he sees like make a real friend isn't crossed off or something, I don't and think he's he like, gets "Pissed at him." What about this champa? What about this? Or whatever. I can't remember. Nah, how he, it goes. Nah, he doesn't get pissed at him. Something right. falls asleep and James Marston finds the list and, and he, sees that he wants anyone to that's not crossed right. off is make a real friend and he's like, oh. right, okay. So I guess um, and oh, then maybe he the just next sweet. I thought yeah. he was like, I'm his real friend. Like, this pacing <laughs> is whack. The next it's scene an is alien. <laughs> the next day, they're on the highway and they have that car chase. I, and I feel like on the TV, he sees that he's now a wanted person. Oh yeah, right? the car, the car, the, on the TV, it's like this this sheriff, no fugitive, now, James Moss. It's like wanted for acts of domestic terrorism, is what yeah, it yeah, says yeah. on the TV. <laughs> yeah, which wild. is already like, all right. So now it is official. Now he is never, ever, 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 ever going to be able to get a job in a police force ever Literally, again. Literally, yes. Can we agree with... Nationwide. We, yeah, he, right. he is a burned man, right? Yeah. He's a, a, actually a fucking terrorist. No! Right. Also, so, I don't quite understand how punching Dr. Eggman and starting a bar fight qualifies as domestic terrorism, but there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it doesn't, I guess... He, oh, well, it's. I think it's actually been propagandized because they want him out. That's I what they... So. It's like escalation of bureaucratic force, right? Um, and harboring a, harboring a, a, a fucking federal fugitive or whatever. Yeah, Maybe exactly. Like Assaulting a whatever. Yeah. Um, so then they go to. There's another. Oh, there's a road chase scene where yeah, Eggman that, comes up. The car chase where like there's this giant Batmobile style Eggman robot car that chases them, and yeah. then they blow that up, and a smaller one comes out, and they blow that up, and, and a, a smaller, smaller one comes, comes out. out. It's like five times. This this got a um a good reaction from the crowd. Oh, where yeah. like um when the tiniest one the is the like tiniest one sized. came out, and the little girl next to me was like, oi, 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 vey. Yeah, the, the tiny little girl, she, old Jewish man yeah. that was next to you. She was like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah I feel you. Um, You're me both, brother. And I've got here just Sonic blowed up, but I can't remember what. Oh, yeah, he got blown up. Did he? <laughs> yeah. The, oh, yeah, he did. The final. Because he, the like, f- sacrifices himself, right? Uh, I don't know. No, the final little. Um, there's the, a the there's robot, the grenade that sticks to him. Yeah, the car spits out a little grenade thing that sticks, and they keep, James Bell's like, "Give me that," and then can't get it off him. And then it keeps, and the final person that sticks to is Sonic, and then Sonic throws it away, and he's a bit too close to it, and it blows him up. Right. So, and then he's that's right. He's like, fa- like passed out. He, yeah. It like KOs him. And so then James Marsden has drives to drive him to his sister's his house. sister's place, his sister's, his sister's, yeah. sister's place, in, his, his wife's sister's place yes, well in San Francisco, because uh, his wife's the vet. He's already in San Francisco. Right, and he's like, he needs a vet. And she's like, that is a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then there is... Okay, so the pacing, again, is wild here. There's three... I'm going to describe three scenes. So in this first one, they get to the sister's house. And what they do is, basically, the wife is introduced to the concept that aliens exist in this form of Sonic. Yeah. By the time they leave the sister's house, which is in like mere minutes of screen time at maximum, they have tied up her sister, who is still screaming about what a bad partner James Marsden is. Yeah, this is when the divorce. They've thing bound her to the point where, like, yeah, right, exactly. The do dov, yeah, div. Um, <laughs> they bind her to a chair and just leave her there with her <laughs> kid, who is seemingly unperturbed by the fact <laughs> that her mum has been like, yeah, not kidnapped, the- but like. 
I don't know, held hostage. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it when you bind someone and leave them? Somewhere? Well, this five-year-old kid is like helping out James Marsden, and the right. rat lady like helps Sonic and like the, hates her mom enough to like. Yeah, not she's help like, her if she's, she's like had up. enough of her mom's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So then, okay, that's scene number one. Scene number two. Uh, cut to. Oh yeah, right. Cut to Eggman in. Uh, so Dr. Robotnik in his trailer. Oh, that was my favorite dancing scene. Around favorite scene in the whole movie. That song was so good. It's really it's quite well done. It's, it's a, good a lot song. of like Jim Carrey physically acting. He's basically like in a in a I- imagine like in you know in Star Trek those like holodeck things where you can go and just like Im- imagine that you're somewhere and you're wearing VR glasses basically. Yeah. He's doing that in his trailer. Yeah. And then he gets interrupted by his assistant person. <laughs> um <laughs> Who like he's like midway through I don't know like almost like doing like the making out with yourself thing or like skiing or something and he gets interrupted and scares like, the shit out of him. <laughs> I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them. <laughs> oh, my favorite thing that Chip Carey does in the whole movie is where um, licking the licking the hedgehog hair. That's that's weird, but my my favorite bit is when he's talking to his assistant earlier on when he breaks into James Marsden's house to look for Sonic. Um, when Sonic and James Marsden drive off in a truck, and the he- the assistant comes in to find Doctor Eggman like unconscious on the floor, and he wakes him up, and Eggman's like, "What are you still doing here? You should have gone after Sonic." And he's like, "I just came in here to see if you're right." No, say that again. Open your mouth and say, "I just came in here." To go out and fucking get Sonic. And the guy, the sister opens his mouth and Jim Carrey grabs him by the bottom oh, yeah. of his jaw by the bottom and jaw. drags him. It's fucking crazy. Puts his fingers in the bottom of his mouth. I always like wondered if he knew he was going to do that. It would be so good if he didn't. If that was like improv. <laughs> the guy opens his mouth and he's just like Yeah, Jim Carrey his puts his whole hand in this like guy's his, mouth. His three fingers go like <laughs> under the dude's tongue yeah. and his thumb oh. goes like up under <laughs> his jaw and he drags the dude. It's like he's going to de-jaw him. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking intense. So good. And then the next scene in when he's dancing in this music scene, he t- so after the dude interrupts him, uh, he like goes off at him after he says yes to the coffee, and then he he, he tells the guy like choke yourself against that wall, and the dude like <laughs> puts his hand against his neck and like confusedly puts himself <laughs> up against the wall, and then Jim Carrey gets in real close and starts like <laughs> as if he's the one as doing if it. he's choking him, but the dude's like uncomfortably choking himself the whole time. It's pretty funny. I don't know. I've never I've seen a lot of like tired ass villains in kids movies, and this was very clever. So yeah, maybe it was it wasn't cool. clever, but it was. It felt funny and I've, new. It, it was funny. I feel like a lot of the character motivations weren't very well no, clearly but established. No, they good in kids' movies. They're, yeah. they're, like, motivation and plot in children's movies is weak because kids can't follow it anyway, so why give a fuck? Yeah, like, they literally like they literally say, like, they s- explicitly state everything. Like, they're like, like, they're, they're like you want to be a cop in San Francisco and yeah. you don't want to go to the mushroom world. And yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, I, I want to find Sonic. I don't like those, yeah. Exactly. So then there's the um, uh, cut back to, again, James Marsden at the sister's house and uh, Sonic gets donated new shoes by this young kid because his shoes look all busted they have for the whole movie. And you're yeah. kind of like, Sonic's shoes aren't normally like that. He gets this pair of famous red sneakers that he, he wears <laughs> in the video games. So that's another one of those Han Solo bits where yeah, it's like, yeah. Han, because by myself. Thing. I'm Han, only me. Um, <laughs> God, that movie sucked. That fucking was really bad. <laughs> um, okay, and then the next scene. So again, scene one at the sister's house. Scene two, Eggman music scene with like an intercut of the sister's house again. And then scene three is uh, James Marsden and wife 
going to uh, taking Sonic to the roof of the building in San Francisco that they are in. She is smuggling an alien, knowing that her partner is a domestic terrorist. Yeah. Or like at least is being hunted Accused down like that, one, yeah. right? He, she, he's managed to convince her to be an accomplice. She doesn't even and, need to and come like along. And like tie there, really. up his sister, and then they've got this weird like child abduction joke where that was weird. As I didn't Sonic's not, I, in a duffel bag, and he's like, well, "I can't prove on her." And these people, they're about to get into the lift to go up to the roof of the building, and there, there are two people on either side of them, and they're just like, "There's nothing in the bag. There's nothing in the bag." Or like, no, they're no, like so the, the joke is so Sonic. Sonic says like, "I can't breathe in here," and they go, "Is your kid in that?" Is, is, is they said like, "Is is your baby in that in that bag?" And the um, joke is like, "It's not my and baby." And Vazza goes, "Yeah, well, yes, but it's not my baby." Right. Uh, <laughs> so there's an implicit joke, I guess, that he's abducted a child, and these yeah. people just do the like nervous looking down and backing away thing instead of being like, <laughs> "Yeah." I'm calling the fucking cops. Don't oh, go and, anywhere. And then Sonic <laughs> says, "Like this duffel bag's worse than that cage you put me in." And then that's when the people, that's right, when the people yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then they get to the rooftop scene. They get to the rooftop. Sorry, and uh, they find the bag, and they are confronted by uh, Doctor Robotnik again. He's found them again. He's like, "Welcome to San Francisco." Right, he like does the rises up past the building thing, yeah. and he's in his ship. Oh shit! We didn't talk about before on that road trip bit where the Batmobile car chases them. Um, that Sonic just weirdly takes umbrage with the fact that uh, James Marsden wants to move to San Francisco. Oh yeah, because he's uh, sorry. Seemingly yeah, no a reason. Big point of tension between them up but until like, the bar fight. It's thing. like they're creating a point of tension for no reason because yeah. it's like, no, it's not no reason. Sonic he wants to go to the big city, and it's a big move, and it's. Yeah, whatever. I, I just I, I did disagreed with Sonic <coughs> being like, "You're an asshole. Right. You're abandoning your, all your friends." Sonic's just a, a childlike figure in this, right? So yeah, he doesn't have. Yeah, he, he doesn't realize that like people can have ulterior motivations about that type mm. of shit. And I think it's this. I think it's like about by now, by like a scene later where Sonic's been like, Sonic was like. I'm sorry I was so mad to you in right, the car. Right, 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 right. I just... Uh, what they might this? even have the apology scene on the rooftop, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what, is this redemption act or something that happened five minutes ago? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the music swells <laughs> yeah. and then, like... Right, and again, like, ten minutes later, um, the wife was being introduced to the existence of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, then... The, now there's on this rooftop. giant fucking Robotnik helicopter thing and the Robotnik launches a billion missiles at them and they're all about to hit and Sonic does his, oh, like, yeah! Robotnik... Uh, his, um... Slow-mo time stopping like, thing, yeah. stops and fucks off to Mars for a little while <laughs> and then comes back once he's had a good time to think. Uh, he pushes... <laughs> he could just drag them back down a few flights, but I instead... Pushes them off the building <laughs> yeah. so that they're falling. Yeah, and then decides falling to reroute the all of the missiles, or he does it in the other order. But either way, he pushes, no, he them, pushes off the them off the building. Completely first. unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Um. Stops. Like taps his foot, looks straight down the barrel of the camera. Is like these <laughs> missiles are pretty slow, eh? And then he starts like pushing them all around and like redirecting them. And shit. Yeah. They all blow up, and Sonic's like, and "Oh shit! I forgot yeah. about those people that I pushed <laughs> off a fucking building." <laughs> so he has to run down at a billion miles an hour. He uses one of the rings, I think, to save. He them. Throws them on the ground and sends them back to Green Hill. So he sends them back to Green, Green Hill. They land in like a big bale of hay. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the farmer is like, "Oh, sheriff! I'm glad <laughs> you're here. Oh, Bessie's about to give birth." I just birth. needed with something. Yeah, and he's right. like, "Oh, just." <laughs> Right. Give me a second. So then there's another... Th then we reach the point in the film that we started at. 
which is the chase scene through Right, the and it even freeze frames again. There's like, oh, welcome back. Right, right, Here right, we right. are. Here back we are. Now, you know, why the, the crazy doctor's fucking chasing me. Right, so then they have the, a, a big, big, big chase scene that's not... Not a lot happens other than, as you think, like an action chasing. No, this movie. is this is the bit where he keeps th- Sonic keeps throwing the rings and going to different places and like so zapping he, through. He right, he throws the rings and they run through Paris and Doctor Eggman follows oh, him yeah. through all the rings. There's a mime joke at one point. Do you remember that? Yeah, the, mime, the, the mime is of- like miming, drawing a giant circle, and behind him the huge ring is appearing. Right. And right, like in sync with how he's drawing the circle, and the little girl he's trying to press is like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> and the mime is feeling like a million dollars for a second until he looks around and gets like bulldozed by this by <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> it's very <laughs> funny. Um, maybe it's not very funny, but I thought it was very funny. It's almost funny. It was almost funny. Yeah. So he goes 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 down like the Great Wall of China, and like it's to run down that at full speed. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm just looking at my other notes. At one point, Jim Carrey in this movie says, "Give me a big fat break." But he says it in such a way that's like, that's how I felt all year. <laughs> oh, give me a big fat break! <laughs> Put the audio in. <laughs> Fuck, it's funny. Um, I'm not going to put the audio in. I have to pirate the whole fucking movie. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it might be online as a clip. Um, so then, yeah, they go, you're right. They go through Paris. They end up running up the Great Pyramids. Um, oh, and Jim Carrey says, you're not allowed to do that. It's on the. It's one of the seven wonders. <laughs> it's one of the seven wonders. <laughs> Um, the writing again, like it feels like all of the writing for all of the characters was fucking awful. Yeah. But then Jim Carrey's writing was just like quite good. I think they're all awful, and Jim Carrey just sold it. Maybe, yeah. But I don't know. That's a funny joke to make. Like you it can't, is, you is. can't do that. It's one of the seven wonders. Yeah. That's. I don't know why that's funny, but well, it's, it's kind it's of funny. Just it's is. funny because this crazy guy is now displaying an oddly level-headed Caring amount of lo- cultural sensitivity right. towards a I national that is why Egyptian funny. landmark. So I suppose that he's is been trying to funny. chase down this hedgehog to oh in the lab when he was dancing to that song, um he does a chemical analysis of the sonic blue hair that he took oh, from which James Mars. Kind of what he's doing while he's dancing. Yeah. yeah. Um and it says like unlimited power. It's like right. pa- power levels available in this hair analyzing. Power is unlimited. Right, so he wants, and then I guess that's that's truly the point where he realizes he wants to be able to dissect this yeah. little fucking thing and use the magic powers for himself. And he like straps the blue hair into his little hovercraft thing, and then when he's oh, chasing right. Sonic, like one of those glass cabinet yeah. things. Yeah. And when he's chasing Sonic, oh yeah, right. he's able to go at the same speed as Sonic. Right. He's like half in his hovercraft power. thing because he's using the unlimited power from the hair. That's right. That's how he's keeping up with him. Yeah. Right. So, uh, they end up. <laughs> All of a sudden, it is nighttime. Don't know if you noticed that cut or not, but uh, uh, yeah. now it's nighttime. So they're either running for an entire twenty-four hours, which for them would have been like ten, this is like that Groundhog like Day thing. Ten billion years. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, yeah, Bill, yeah. Bill Murray was in the Groundhog Day for ten thousand years. It's, it's yeah, that. Yeah. Yep, so- yep. Sonic was running from Eggman for ten thousand years. Yeah. Right. So um, that rocks. It's nighttime in the small town, and Sonic, Sonic now knows how to speak Mandarin and play the piano like professionally. Right. So um, no, apparently not. I think oh, that's uh, Groundhog Day, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Sonic knows exactly what uh, Eggman will do to fuck him. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's nighttime, and then we're having uh, the this is like the sh- the final showdown, I guess. I've gotten I've got Super Saiyan written. Does Sonic oh yeah, go yeah, yeah. Super he, he goes Super Saiyan. I right. thought it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happens? Um, so that I saw this movie like three weeks ago. So uh, I'm sorry, three hours, hours ago. You saw it like three hours the ago. accidental blue flash he did when he was playing baseball. Um, oh Dr. yeah, Doctor Eggman yeah, yeah, has yeah, his pals yeah, up against yeah. the wall. Um, and, and Sonic gets, like, is like dead, dead on the street, and Jim Carrey's like, oh, I guess 
I guess that little fucking blue hedgehog rodent guy is dead. And James Marsden's like, that little fucking blue hedgehog guy was my, my friend. friend. And then Sonic goes like, <laughs> and his eyes blink open, and then he goes, Rah! and it, it, he like, the blue lightning comes out of him, but he's doing it on purpose this time, and he's controlling it. Yeah, yeah. And he goes like, Super Saiyan, I thought the same thing. Yeah, um, right. So it's not an original thought. Yep. Yep. Um, um, and then Sonic uh, and J- James Bond's like, oh, yours, big guy. And Sonic like beats the shit out of Eggman and then throws a ring. Oh, and he does it in the same way that you beat the shit out of Eggman in the video games, which I, is kind of oh, cool. really? I'd never so, yeah, the way that you beat Eggman in the games is Eggman's flying around in some sort of contraption or ship and you need to uh, spin, bounce, and like jump and, and bounce off him by like hitting him, which is the same as what Sonic does in the movie. Right, so he that does was, that like... It was surprisingly light on video game references. I thought it was going to be like pixels level, fucking awful video game reference style things, but it was actually like it just—it was just like, oh, cool. That's how he does it in the games too. Yeah, it's almost like shockingly it could have been, tasteful. It, the Sonic could have been any other character in this. Yeah, no, because I mean, the way that he spe- he specifically beats Robotnik in the exact same way that you do in the. Um, it would be like if there was a Mario movie. And only once he beats a bad guy by jumping on his head. Fine. And you're like, oh, I get oh, it. Cool. Right. I get it. I just mean the fact that there weren't many video game references made this feel like it could have been any fucking alien comes to Earth and has a weird adventure the, movie. It, the template like, was pretty bland. Yeah, it but was. I will say the references to the Sonic video games were remarkably light touch and tasteful and uh, effective. I, I suppose so. Great. Cool. So, uh, uh, he, he ends up throwing a ring and, like, bats Eggman back into the Mushroom Kingdom. So, yeah. he, he banishes Eggman there. Uh, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Pretty much. So, then uh, we get... Uh, right. Oh, so, so James Marsden, weirdly, just now decides to completely abandon his dream of moving to San Francisco at all. Yeah, he's like, actually, I like being a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, see, he said at the start like of the movie, like, literally says I hate how small this town is. It feels boring. It feels like babysitting. Yep. Um, and then at the end of the movie, he's like, no, nah, actually, I've decided I like it here. Because all, all he ever does I is, hate. like, get cats out of trees and shit. Yeah. Right. Like, no, nah, with all these people that haven't actually... The, 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 the other members of the town didn't really do anything in the movie. It's not as yeah. if they saved the day or anything. He also... He, his overarching... He said his item on his bucket list was, like, to save a life or something. And I think he saved Sonic's life at one point. He was like, I thought he now said, I've ticked that off. I thought he said his bucket list... Because like, Sonic says, like, what's on your bucket list? And he says, like, I want to be... He says, like, I want to be somebody. I want to, like, challenge myself. It's some bullshit, but he at some point, it's directly reference that he wants to like save somebody's life maybe it's someone saying like are you not going to be happy until you save somebody's life or something and he's like no i won't be (laughs) or some shit like that yeah okay fine and then he's like right great saving sonic i think i kind of had it with the movie shit by this point yeah right saving sonic was the his he 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 was like i don't need to go and be a cop now i've done what being a cop would have done yeah right Save a life. Definitely not shooting someone's dog and tasing a student. <laughs> so then he... Th- I want to th- tase a student. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather they tase the student. <laughs> Did you see there was a Make-A-Wish kid a few years ago? His, the Make-A-Wish yeah, make was, was to tase a cop. <laughs> <laughs> it, was to, yeah, it was to use the taser and so he Fuck got to yeah. tase a cop. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good. Uh, so then... Yeah, cut to cut Name to of this days later. Cops, you're welcome. Nice. Now it's late enough. Um, Andrew? something to do with the breastfeeding, I reckon, would work as well. Yeah. 
So then, yeah, we cut to James Marsden ha- uh, painting his house, and they doing um, a reno. Yeah, doing a little reno. There's and another Olive Garden ad. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so the the, the fucking general grand the, like, general five star thought. general is hand delivering a thing to their house hand delivering a 50 dollar olive card uh, olive, olive guard gift, gift card voucher. but he gives it to him like oh here's a fucking special gift oh this is the joke in the movie they're like here's yeah. a special thank you from your country and he's like is it a medal for the president is it a medal of freedom or whatever i don't really know why they have been given a medal it's oh, it's to like it's to like, apologize oh, for th- thanks for keeping Sonic a secret or whatever. Yeah, to keep their mouth shut, basically. Yeah, and based it's a on fif- the abusive powers that Jim Carrey used. <laughs> and it's a fifty dollar Olive Garden gift card as a gag, and um, James Marsden's like, oh, that's kind of a sh- shitty gift. I thought like mm, yeah, something better, basically. It's I don't think that's why it's an Olive Garden sponsorship. That'd be so funny if Olive Garden were like, can you mention us? And we're like, yeah, sure, we'll mention you. Yeah. We'll mention how shitty it will be to get your voucher as a gift. Voucher, yeah. It's still an ad. It still makes people think of Olive Garden. You reckon? Yeah. Then where's the family going to go for dinner after they see the movie? Fucking somewhere else. <laughs> so They do say like, those un- <laughs> uh, those bottomless passes are pretty good yeah, exactly. in the movie. That's so fucking wild. It's just wild an ad. It doesn't matter. It is just it is an ad. It's just putting the name in your head. It's like, hey, you remember Olive Garden? Anyway, moving on. Um, it's wild. It's like cra- the most crazy... Like mask off ad I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, they yeah. almost just turn down the thing and they're like... Go to Olive Garden. He said to... And then they like <laughs> resume the, the normal dialogue of the scene. That'd be I was good. like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh, then, then they go like, all right, Sonic, time for you to go home. And Sonic's like, all right, I'm going home. Walks out the door and they're like, hey. No, no. <laughs> where, where, Not where, that where home. Are you, going? you fucking idiot. Yes. You fucking moron. You think that's your home? This is your home now. We stole all your stuff and put it in our attic. Fucking stupid. Stupid. You're a stupid little hedgehog. <laughs> so then they open it. They it's open weird the attic. How, like, yeah. They open their attic and all of Sonic stuff's in there. And he's like, but how, but do, how did you find my stuff? And I thought like, yeah. Yeah. How, how did, did you find his stuff? <laughs> I'm he assuming at some point he mentioned how he had like this man cave or some shit. Oh, by the way, if you ever need to go and steal all my shit because I'm not coming back. If you want a beanbag and a shitty old boombox yeah, and yeah, some yeah, Flash yeah, comics, yeah. here's where I hid them. Right. So, yes, they've they've refurbished their attic. He's moving in there. All of his stuff's in there. So it's his like little man cave. Um, they it The camera sort of flies out the window uh, of the attic as they're all like laughing and having a good time and they're a big happy family. Mm. Um, and uh, cut to credits, I think. So then, uh, tail. Yes. So then, basically, there are two. There are two stingers, right? Um, I'm not sure if it actually happens before the credits or after the credits. One of them definitely. I think the Jim Carrey one credits. is. The Jim Carrey one on the mushroom thing is right before the credits. Right, okay. The Tails so one is in the middle of the credits. Cut to um, Eggman, Jim Carrey, like, properly insane Going now. fucking he, crazy. And he looks a lot more like actual they've Eggman, like, which is so sick. They've given him the bushy mustache. He's mustaches. got the fucked up mustache. He's bald, I think. And he's oh, got yeah. the goggles on and stuff. So he's, like, properly, like, yeah. Without actually being shaped like an egg, he looks the most <laughs> like Eggman he has for the whole movie. And he, um, yeah, he's, like, trying to invent a way back home, basically. Yeah. And he's like, this is my life now. And he... He's just like, most people would die here. I'd be back. I'll be back by Christmas. He has a... He's throwing a rock around. Oh, he calls... It's, uh, that's pretty... That was funny. That was... um, 
he's given himself like a well certain style rock that's like that's the, his, agent his assistant in in place agent stone, agent stone and it's like a rock that has a face that has a face on it yep um, and he's got and this he keeps, like, massive backpack of all of his he's shit. on a giant mushroom and he throws it to the next giant mushroom along to have a look at what's over there and he calls it reconnaissance reconnaissance <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck that's funny I don't, that's so <laughs> stupid it's funny I can't it's, this the, only the Jim Carrey bits in this movie are good, but yeah. I watch an entire movie about this character. Yeah, like you, you have you have when you were a kid. I mean, basically, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones are a little more transphobic, but yes. <laughs> um, the so then yeah, we see like okay, so Eggman's coming back. Maybe a hint at a sequel. Absolutely, like a, a pretty hint clear sequel. hint at a sequel. And now that it's made three times its budget, like fucking it's made three, it made three hundred million dollars off a ninety-five million dollar budget. So and that was even with the CGI changes. So then. <laughs> Cut to one of my favorite credit style things, which is a recovering of the entire plot of the movie in a different art style. That was cool. I love that shit. That so was it's, really good. It's original OG style pixel graphics, like the first Sonic games, yeah. covering recovering the whole plot of the film, which yeah. is really cool. Um, it was really lovely seeing all the little sprites with like the trucks and stuff doing all the things. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess cut to black and... Uh, we open up on um, the stinger, which is tails. Uh, tails. He's not a. Ta- I think he's. I think he's a fox. Tails the fox. I sure. feel. I thought he was a squirrel or something. Knuckles is a hedgehog, and Knuckles is a, an echidna. Sonic is a hedgehog, and I think Tails is a fox. Anyway, um, as big as the cat. It's one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he's on Earth, right? And he's looking for Sonic. Looking for Sonic, and he does his. He jumps off a cliff. And you're like, oh my god, he's committing suicide! And then he does the like <laughs> t- tail propeller thing, so he can like spin his. T- he's got two tails, and he can spin them around ah, fast enough to fly. But why like, do they call him? Because he comes at the end of movies, <laughs> which is like a tail. <laughs> anyway, and that's um, the Sonic movie, you guys. That is the Sonic movie. We broke so it down for there you. There we go. It took us forty minutes, but there we are. It, yeah, and. Yeah, you know, I I will say you only saved yourself forty five minutes by listening <laughs> to us talk about. But I think our insights were much better than the actual movie itself. Um, pretty good movie, just just fine. Pretty good. Just I thought fine. it was just fine. It's fine. Those are, no, pretty good and just fine are two different. I think you haven't watched nearly as many like kids mediocre movies? kids movies. If you have you seen the Lego Movie? Yeah, I thought that the is Lego- the best kids movie I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, the Lego Movie was a lot better. Than right, what exactly. about. Yeah, but that's very rare. Normally yeah. they are absolutely mediocre. <laughs> and so this was like between normal kids movie and like something like the Lego movie. I just don't understand what the market is for this. Why why did they make it, it clearly made such a kiddie movie? Well, yeah, but there's kids movies where people parents would just go and see fucking anything. Right, like, like who who are fans of Sonic? Who nowadays? are fans? No one is a yeah, Sonic's not yeah. in not in video games. And most of the kids that were in this fucking cinema Mario that I was and in Sonic eight years at the old. Olympic games is pretty big. And yeah, that was a Wii game from eight years ago. No, they make them every fucking Olympics. And also, like, I think every year. Anyway, whatever. Um, I agree. I don't know. They took a big risk on the market for this. Clearly, it's paid off. Maybe I didn't people realize heard it was going to be a kid's movie. Like this kitty. I thought it was going to be like a bit more... Not adult, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, what were you expecting? This was like a movie for small children. I mean, it was partially a movie for small children, but it was also partially a movie for like people like us. 
I know. I feel like Jim Carrey's character was almost f- entirely in there to keep adults entertained. I felt like I was watching a kids' movie the whole fucking yeah. time I was watching. I felt like that about Detective Pikachu. I felt less like this. I think because there was the occasional so inappropriate joke that yeah. I was like, "There's more going on here." <laughs> I just I'm fucking confused. It's like some writer gave up halfway through the movie. Yeah, um, right. No, yeah. I, I don't. Know. I suppose no. I didn't like it. I, I, it's, That's I didn't fair. Like I wouldn't say that I like. I didn't love it. It was just I loved the bits with Jim Carrey in it, and I was yeah. bored by almost every bit that didn't have him in there. I think that the I think that I liked uh, I don't know about like Pikachu. Uh, Pikachu, I don't even really like. I could pro- I don't I haven't listened to our episode back on that mm. recently or ever since we recorded it. So, in terms of a better than worse than, I think you're right. This is oh, it was video game movies. There aren't that many video game movies that we've seen. Yeah, I don't know. My gut says that I like to take the Pikachu. So more than this. here's a bunch of different comparisons. Pixels, awful movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Pixels is a fucking terrible movie. One of the worst Adam Sandler, Josh Gad films that I've ever seen. Um, this is Adam much Sandler, better than Josh Pixels. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Space Jam, <laughs> other movies about like animated characters. Yeah, right. But they're All a little more on the side of like meta commentary, stuff. animated yeah. characters, right? I've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Me neither. Um, it was one of the DVDs that came free with our DVD player when we bought our first DVD player as a family. Oh, really? I think, I think so. Interesting. There you it go. also came with Snow White, Jungle to Jungle, <laughs> Snake Eyes. Um, Damn. <laughs> this, this is useless fucking knowledge. (laughs) This is maybe the most useless knowledge because not only is it abysmally useless (laughs) knowledge, it's abysmally useless knowledge that only is relevant to you. Normally, you're like factoids are like, yeah, okay, that's just a fact about like bridges or something. But this is like, this is your most specific memory. (laughs) (laughs) There was another one. I can't remember. I don't fucking know. Might have been the Nutty Professor. Okay, interesting. Wow, what a range. What's Jungle to Jungle? <laughs> We've never. It might still be sealed to this day. <laughs> Jesus. All also, right. never watched Snake Eyes. God, there was there was one I'm forgetting. That's a good one. <laughs> the Three Musketeers, I think, was one of them. Flubber. No. Nah. No, nah, it was nothing nearly. That, that feels. Good perfectly like how's this I could do this for an hour <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that <laughs> came try to remember the three, the five free movies that came with my DVD player fuck yeah well I think we do not have that much time no we've overstayed our welcome so. by a lot right let's wrap it up there um, I don't really think we've arrived at a better than worse than that you no, needed to see that don't watch okay, it okay so this was yeah I would say this was better than Detective Pikachu worse than uh, Space Jam Who Framed Roger Rabbit almost well, any other movie about animated characters how's this when we recorded the the Pikachu one when we saw Pikachu I think we said if you care about Pokemon you might find this interesting right I don't think you'd find this Sonic movie interesting at all it's if not worth seeing big fan of it's Sonic or, it's not really about it's not even Sonic about anyway, Sonic so. I don't think that I don't think it's that funny. I don't think it's that good as a movie. I don't even think it's so bad it's good. It's just no, fine. No, it's not. It didn't. It, it's nowhere near so bad it's good. It's just a 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10 movie. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, Which is it's the fine. worst that would kind be about, of movie. <laughs> about one. I think if it had to be, it, and it's like, a, it's like a 3 out of 10 if you take Jim Carrey out of it, and then yeah. it's like a 6 out of 10 with Jim Carrey in it. So, yeah. yeah. He um, fucking saved this movie. I think that's all really we got, did. right? Yeah, that's all I got. Great. No, I think that's, that's all I've got. Wow. <laughs> uh, Good. We, we, we watched The Lighthouse together, and we still haven't talked about it, but I feel like by the time we have time to record another fucking episode, yeah. it's going to be so long ago. So who knows what we're going to talk about next week? We'll figure it out. It's probably not going to be for a few weeks anyway. Uh, 
Thank you for joining us. Our email address, as always, is beefstationpod at gmail.com. That's you can it. jump in on our Facebook page. Uh, the links are in the description Beef of this Station podcast. Beef posting. That's it. Uh, thank you for joining us for another week. I'm Oscar. Bling, 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 bling. I'm Andrew. <laughs> That's me later. dropping my rings. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. bye.